Talk Cheese. Recorded live. All right, this is Black Power View 48, my whole chop. Let's go out there, family, welcome to Feel in the Crowd Radio. Tuesday, Brother Ball is going in with the news. Open up like I'm usually do. Praise that Turner, voice with the spirit of the blue. Praise Harry. The Ida be well, so all the spirits are sustaining the rain. You know what? Let me do that all over the street. Praise that Turner, glory to God, be born with the spirit of the color of blue, Muhammad. Praise Harry, tell me, glory to Ida be well, so all the spirits. Black House, Black House. Excuse me, I got kicked out. Uh, but uh, as I was saying, this is uh, Tuesday's news, news, and more news. We'll drop some articles in here and give you an African view. So uh, hopefully family out there. We got a couple of um, stories to add on. If not, we got we got to say here. We got a lot of commentary. We just going you know what we do on the, on the news show. We're just going to chop it up and make sure that everybody get their, uh, their view out, and, you know. Uh, get my chat room open. Right. Things lined up.
Tonight's news, news, and more news. We only got a lot of different stories we can go over. We're going to touch as many as possible. You know, give a couple of highlights uh, of things that's going on right now, though, in the community. You know, it's still uh, going hard, and, you know, we're going to have to beat black. We're going to have to beat black. Some of our people who are falling straight, and we're going to have to beat black. Magazine of his 40 caliber pistol 
and another bullet loaded in the chamber as he stood over the dead cop, according to Harris County District Attorney Devon Anderson. Shannon J. Miles, 30, was arraigned for capital murder on Monday morning in the Friday shooting of Deputy Darren Go 447. The lodging imposing Miles stood calmly and answered Denise Collins' questions in a low voice, saying mostly, yes, ma'am, or no, ma'am. Collins twice had to, to prompt Goforth to address her as ma'am. The courtroom was jammed with police who listened as Anderson described video surveillance footage of Goforth's killing. A figure identified by cops as Miles and seen on video ambushing Goforth from behind while the officer refused his car at a gas station. The shooter fires his weapon at the back of Goforth's head. When Goforth falls to the ground, the shooter stands over Goforth's body and unloads the rest of his ammo. While police were able to immediately identify the shooter's vehicle as being a Red Four Ranger, they couldn't make out the license plate. But identifying characteristics such as a white cooler in the bed of the pickup and a market trailer hitch helped lead investigators to miles. Um, cops searched his garage. They found the white cooler. Also found the 40 cal that um, Anderson allegedly used. They said the ballistics were determined that there was a murder weapon. The, um, the gun was found loaded with a grill of bullets, the same type of indication found at the crime scene. So he had reloaded the 40. Allegedly, Miles' uh, mother told uh, the news that her son can't be the killer because the two hours shopping at the time the murder was committed. We go back, we couldn't get on our street, Miles' mother said. So after we couldn't get on our street, when we came back, the back way to our house, then that's when we were faced with SWAT and dogs and cops and guns and their handcuffs. My husband was an incredibly uh, intricate blend of toughness and uh, without, I don't want to hear that shit about the officer. Uh, Anthony also, one of Miles' defense attorneys, said Miles indicated to investigative officers that he was not involved in the case and was likely to plead not guilty. Also said he and attorney Charles Brown were appointed Monday and would seek their own independent ballistics report on a gun that police say is a murder weapon. Also said he is aware of the comments made by the county sheriff and district attorney regarding tensions between law enforcement and civilians but did not want to comment. He said it's difficult enough to handle these types of cases and that we can't let people try to make it a political issue. Uh, Listen to this straight slander right here. Authorities, the way that they put this shit, authorities have revealed Miles had a lengthy rap sheet featuring several short stints in jail, ranging from six to ten days. But ain't been in trouble for shit. If you ain't been in jail no more than six to ten days on your cases, this was, you didn't, they, they didn't like you, you didn't public disturbance and shit like that. Well, his prior criminal record begins in 2005 and ends in 2009. He ain't had no trouble six years. He had four years where Miles had convictions for criminal mischief, giving false information to police, resisting arrest, disorderly conduct with a firearm, and evading arrest. How do you get disorderly conduct with a firearm? I don't know what that is. All right. The Beast is a 10-year veteran. Uh, he got, uh, yeah, all right. And, um, 
That's about it. That's about it on that uh, story right there. Hold on one second. Hold on. Black Power family. Black Power. Oh, Black Power. What's going on? What's up? Like, it looked like they just found uh, another pig out here in Texas and Abilene. I don't know why I got off the page. Let me go back to the page. Um, he was found dead in his home, off duty, and they saying that they suspect homicide. They said, yeah, this was in Abilene. It says investigators haven't released details about the manner of death, but have described it as clearly suspicious. Um, they said that they're not going to release any information about it because they don't want to compromise the case. Mm. So, all right, so that just happened. Let me go look yeah, up. it looked like 40, it was posted 46 minutes ago. Oh, man. Oh, you know, remember I gave that, that website to the Department of Homeland Security to try to, so you could see when they was having a, because Texas is a hotbed for a lot of different exercises. So I just want to see if some exercises planned for this exact day. Because you got to check that stuff. So they got them live shooter drills. And they'll have these drills going on. And you won't know that it's a drill. A lot of people won't know it's a drill, except for the people who are really close in touch to it. But it'll go live for everybody else like it's real. So we got to be wary of that always. So we know we get all our, all our news stuff from, uh, basically almost all news comes from the Associated Press. So if you get your little local stuff, you know what I'm saying? That happened when they can't control it immediately, but they control it within 40, within 24 hours. I mean, the news is whatever your local station was reporting. If they report it different than the official story, they will be changing whatever they said into the official story. And that's what it's going to be, period, point blank. Okay, uh, I'm trying to get in here, and they won't let me. They said site is temporary unavailable. That's interesting. That's interesting. I want yeah, I want to say that's a coincidence that around the time of these couple of shootings I can't get on to the site. Hmm. Yeah, Department of Homeland Security can't get up here trying to uh trying to find some of these exercises. Yeah, because I know we was having um, a drill not too long ago where they was um, doing, like, in case martial law happened in Texas. You know, that was the thing. Um, and if Texas was in, re- in rebellion on how they would handle it. Yeah. I think this was might have been, like, the end of July when this was going on. Well, yeah, you know, because they start, they, they ran it, running that program, what they call the J. Helm Army Program, and, they, and Texas is uh, considered a hostile state up under their, uh, you know, uh, up under the, the program that they run running. I mean, I can't believe that. 
<laughs> Not at all. Let me see. Preventing terrorism. Um, law enforcement partnership, Homeland Security. Uh, state and major early area fusion centers, federal law enforcement training support center, electronic crime. Listen, I think I get to it. Uh oh. Uh-oh, I got to it. Uh-oh. I went back in and found it another way. Let's see. Training. Active shooter training. Now I need some date. Uh-oh. Um, let me see. Now, you said I was in Abilene? Uh-huh. Um, Glencoe, that's Texas, right? Let me see. Let me see. No, that's not. Call that is Georgia. No, that's Georgia. All right. I'm only asking because they got a, a drill for Glencoe that they say is exported. Artesia. Where the hell is Artesia? Chattanham. Yeah, I'm gonna share. I'm gonna share this again. I have to really go through here. Oh, let me see locations. Oh, oh, these are the main. Oh, these are the main training bases. Oh, that's their main training bases. Their main training bases. Are in Georgia, New Mexico, Glencoe, Georgia, Artesia, New Mexico, Charleston, South Carolina, Chattanooga, Maryland. They got Washington's Operation Office. They got Los Angeles, California, and they got Orlando, Florida. So that's what that's what I have to uh, pull all that stuff together and um, really go through there and scour through the uh, different programs so I can really get time to date. Because right now, what I'm looking at is not giving me it's not giving me exactly what I'm what I'm looking for. No, not at all. Unless it's telling me that ain't no more drills going to be in Texas or anywhere like that. 
Stay on in for the rest of the year out. Gonna be in Georgia, Maryland, South Carolina, Washington. Oh, New Mexico. So I'll say watch out for those um, places right there. We don't look out for anything happening. Um, we still, you know, we still being bombarded. You know, this is news, and they still running the uh, the million, the million uh, Mark Marsh uh, shenanigans, and. Um, Sister Lakia, Sister Lakia, she pulled up some good information. Sister Lakia, you got that? You wrote something real, you know what I'm saying, a little piece about Scientology and some of the things that we should be aware of and about that. Um, I was wondering if you would share that with the family. Alright, my sister McKee must have stepped away. I'm gonna, I'm gonna look for it. I'm gonna look for it, family. Let me see. Mm. Alright. This is just a little, a little, a uh, couple quotes by Harold Ron Hubbard. A couple things uncovered that you should be asking. Don't ask us as, as fair time. Things that make you go, hmm. When you say that the NOI is married to Scientology, ask the question, who is the wife? Now, when the cracker L. Ron Hubbard created the scam church of Scientology, he definitely did not have Africans in mind. It is only out of pure insanity that any African would say that Elmon Hubbard is his or her brother. He saw Africans as inferior. Quotes by Elmon Hubbard. You shouldn't be scrubbing the floor on your hands and knees. Get yourself a nigger. That's what they're born for. As long as a white poor man is there in South Africa, they will prevent soil erosion. But a moment... But the moment that a white foreman turns his back, boom, there goes the whole program. The Zulu is only outside the bars of a madhouse because there are no madhouses provided by his tribe. Primitives are far more aberrated than civilized people. Their savageness, their progressiveness, their incidence of illness. There are more anti-African quotes made by this factor. Scientology was created with white superiority viewpoint. Here's a quote from a member. Well, part of it may also be the structure of Scientology, which is very white, may not be as appealing to those who are not. By this I mean the linear thought patterns, graphs, and charts, and grades, all great in cultural worship of the written words and dominant culture ideas of individual advancement, paying for wisdom with money. Some of Hubbard's 1950s leftovers about patriarchal and white superiority, even down to military hierarchy, etc., I'm not saying that all non-whites would feel alienated by these and other aspects of, I guess, of Scientology, but there are so many cultural biases within, uh, within I don't know, the SCN construct 
Scientology construct that is unidentified. It is identifiable as such, no matter how non-biased it wants to believe it's itself to be, and how diverse it is, it tries to pass itself off. Um, Black Power, I uh, clicked off for a while. Well, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, I was just reading that um, a little bit, uh, piece of research that you had done on how Ron Hubbard, you know, which, as you said, this just adds more to the thought of why would you follow something of this type of uh, thought? Why would you shit? What could, what could create the mind state in us to want to look forward to asking our enemies for our way up out of here, especially after you've been on the planet 80-plus years and have allegedly had this knowledge itself for well over 50. Yeah. Um, I don't want to leave out the quote um, about the about lying, the one when he says the only way you can control people is to lie to them. You can write that down in your book in great big letters. The only way you can control anybody is to lie to them. He's got to tell you lies in order to continue control because the second you start telling anybody close to the truth, you start releasing him, and he gets tougher and tougher to control. So you can't control somebody without telling them a bunch of lies. So this is what, you know what I'm saying, Farrah Coon has married into the NOI. And these niggas talking about they want to go to the Million Man March. Tripping. Oh, you got it, boy. (laughs) Brother Boy, you're falling on mute. But yeah, I um I did a little research, you know, into into the boy L. Ron Hubbard, because I mean, I just had this little hunch. I'm like, man, I think I think he racist. So you know, I just typed it into Google, and his site came up, and you know, what I'm saying really exposed, you know, Scientology for what it is. Um, I mean. Oh boy, was, was straight up racist. I mean, he was he was talking bad about the Chinese, Japanese, you know, damn everybody. You know what I'm saying? So it's basically like one of those, uh, I guess, KKK groups, basically. Um, from what I was getting, from what I was reading. Uh, yeah, strange. Yeah, well, you know they got they ethnocentric. You know what I mean? They deal with 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 that um with that type of uh, uh, ideology where they where they uh, race most important thing you know that's something that's uh, you know a thing that he took right out of a small hat book you know what I mean to place a, place yourself and your people above everybody else in order for you to feel better you know and also to be able to attack people 
without them knowing that you're attacking them. You know, that's you know, that's the thing when they call us minorities. That's an attack that you don't really see it as an attack because it's just a word, but it's a way of grading you or of trying to demoralize you without you even knowing. But hell yeah. no. Go ahead, uh, close up from the ground. Oh, well, I was just going to say, I mean, it was really getting real because he was talking about annihilating people that, that wouldn't convert over to Scientology. See, I'm not looking at it now to to tell you what it said. But, you know, basically they wanted to eliminate, you know, I guess everybody that doesn't think like them. You know, isn't this the, that's the uh, favorite thing where you got to, uh, you know, skim the facts. I mean, you got to trim the facts. You know, uh, some people have to be, they have to uh, give their lives in order for the rest of the people to live well. You know, part of that uh, population control, just up under a different name, under the guise of religion. But still, when you have that type of uh, ideology, that's still an ideology that's born about the eugenics movement. You know, so it's hard to detach him from the rest of these things that were going on. And we know that he was a, a comic fiction writer comic book fiction writer, you know, early in his um, in his time. So we're dealing with an all-around um, man who tells lies. And um, did you did you read that quote on the law? I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look at. I'm gonna look at find it. And I'll, I'll yeah, that. yeah, that was. Yeah, I read it. Um, I think just before you had uh, put yeah, that my, on hold. Yeah, my line. Yeah, my line dropped. My line dropped. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had read that one, but it was another one on there about lying. Um, they says um, Scientology not only tolerates lying, but actually presents formal training in the subject. The purpose is to train a student to give a false statement with good TR-1. Um, I think that's like the, the, the little... Um, I don't want to say pro, but it's like a little meter, like a lie detector test or something that they be using to test your, um, I guess, your reactions, you know, whenever they're asking you questions. But, you know, to train a student to outflow false data effectively, the student should be coached on a graded, what is that, gradient until he she can lie efficiently. Mm-hmm. So they train, you know, training their members to lie. So, I mean, there would, you know what I'm saying, Farrakhan went in there for, did he get that training? Yeah, and they and they train you to lie and not, and not ever give up the fact that you're lying. You know what I'm saying? By your whole mannerism, they're making sure that you, you know, you could go and take the lie detector test, tell all lies, all the truth, and it still come out the same because you trained yourself to automatically and consciously believe anything that you say. You know what I mean? So you know that's definitely that's a uh, uh, a very interesting uh, way to you know that's an interesting you know way to control people. 
You know what I mean? Because they didn't listen when they just told people. But as you said earlier, and we read the quote, is that, you know, when you tell people the truth, the truth, and you know what they say, the truth shall set you free. Because they give you the option to choose what you want to choose once you, you know, once you start to learn. Well, um, Black Power, what's going on tonight, family? What do you do out there on the lines? I see the shooting out there. Sister Camille out there. Black Power, do you vote again? Black Power. All right, either night, family. I'm just listening to this good African note song. Yes, sir. That's yes, well, um, we went on and uh, touched that story right there. Is that supposed to come out there? I don't know. I'm not weekend that. Weekend that hot. Weekend one minute here. Uh, well. Yeah, so I'm going to read this thing, too. Man, you know what? I ain't, I ain't even going to do it. I ain't even going to do it. I'll wait for that till I'll wait for that until later hours when we hit, when we hit uh, Superflop. Um, what was that? Uh, let's see here. Yeah. Oh, this this one, I had a question. I put I put in the article right about um, Stonehenge and then reconstructing, and I just uh, I just wanted you know to ask the question to the family. Can, is this still considered, uh, if you have to rebuild it, is it still considered ancient if you had to reconstruct it into what it looked like today and, and when you found it, it never looked like that? I mean, it looked like they was building it to me, you know, in certain photos it didn't even look like you couldn't even see the the stones you know like like you could see the holes in the ground like where the stones should go but they were missing you know what i'm saying so if you reconstructing it i would imagine you would do it piece by you know kind of piece by piece you know instead of taking it all down that's kind of like you rebuilding it you know what i'm saying you're not yeah, like you um, repairing it. Yeah, like you, you know, you, it seems like you're doing more than repairing it. Brother Make a Rock. Let me ask Brother Make a Rock. Brother Make a Rock. You out here? Right. Uh, I know you out there. Can you get back on more after that question? Well, how did he, how how would they uh how would how would it be labeled? You know, 
would, you know, would it be dated to the time period of when it was reconstructed? You know, I know that you would have the older date for the say, oh, well, it was like this at this time. But if the date that you find it, it never looked like that, how can you say what it really was at that time? Like uh, them ziggurats, oh, it was it yeah, the ziggurats out there, and out uh, there in Arabia and shit. Like they melted down because of constant rain and uh, sand showers going through there, tearing, uh, tearing through the through the uh, the natural geography. You know, and um, creating certain type of, uh, you know, um, creating certain type of living spaces through the wind. That's fun. I mean, we're creating certain type of damage. I'm, I mean, certain type of damage to the structures through time and wind, as I said with the ziggurat. But now, after they redone it, where, what, do, what, how do you label that? Because now it looks like what they say it used to look like. But when you found it, it never looked like what you say that it used to look like. You could never really tell me what it looked like. You just guessing it, surmising that this is what it had to be. So you know, you gotta always be wary on what they're saying about what's what. Because as they said, they go out there in the field. Was that the one thing they go out? They go out there in the field with a bottle in one hand. And shoveling it up, you know what I'm saying, ready to help uh, define their story or uh, redefine their story for the betterment of themselves. <laughs> now, And again, let me make sure to give y'all the um, brother's the brother name who allegedly allegedly shot this cop. Shannon J. Miles, um, 30, I say. You know, Black uh, Power was his brother. You know, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Uh, hold your head. It's going to be a hard fight. Fight against these soldiers. Uh, yeah. Is what that's going to call fair pen. So be prepared. Hmm. All right. Let me get back up to my timeline to get the rest of this little guy out of here. So the family running a little behind the night. Oh, oh, oh. Fact, I, got, I do got a couple of things that I wanted to put out there for the family. Uh, a couple of business things. Uh, the 
know what? You might be, you know, um, I'm looking because I done constructed me a timeline, you know, um, of different events that happen around certain certain periods of time. So I'm looking at the timeline where they saying Stone Age uh, was constructed. And what I'm seeing is this is around, you know, the time during the pyramid building age for mm-hmm. our ancestors. So, you know, the Cracker probably, you know, constructed it to try to say that they were building, you know, um, they was building monuments or whatever while we was doing something great. You know what I'm saying? Because they saying, like, the Stonehenge is supposed to be in line with the the sun and the, mm-hmm. and the moon or whatever. You know, but, like, I guess a little bit before that, our ancestors did the the calendar, um, what I have, like, maybe 5,000 years before they saying Stone Age. You know what I'm saying? I don't think we had even had contact with them. Yeah, I understand what you're saying, that uh, the recreation of historical, you know what I'm saying, uh, uh, artifacts. You know, uh, recreate the monuments to give a historicity to a people who don't have any historicity. And, you know, they can't make something, they couldn't try to make something so great to bring They had to make something that that just showed that we had a science of moving what they call megaliths. We could move megaliths. So even if we couldn't swim like y'all could swim or anything like that. We couldn't move them and uh, and construct simple type of uh, well, not even simple. If they saying that as a calendar, uh, you know, we can create calendars with this uh, with this own thing. And you know, as you said, though, it's a way to. It seems like it's more of a way to create a history that's not there in order to give them. Uh, you know, uh, not only our identity, but also give them a link to the land. Yeah, because I'm not even seeing around the time that, you know, Egypt had even been invaded yet. No, I'm not even seeing that. So we know they didn't have, they couldn't have had that technology. They weren't even fucking right. Well, let's see how this thing goes. They can't even explain the, the cultural significance of the motherfucker. <laughs> okay, let's just say the timeline is true. What's the significance of, of the fucking Stonehenge? You gotta have a culture to support the material, right? Mm-hmm. You you will find. You will find settlements next to You will find a culture. Okay, when we talk about anything that's monumental, we talk about a human creating it. The humans creating it in terms of what crackers would call an art or, or a signature, whatever. Okay, 
you will find a culture to support that. So when you look at Egypt, you're not only seeing pyramids, but you're seeing fucking Egyptian propaganda everywhere, writing flowers, uh, I mean flyers, and, and this is what we think is propaganda now, like news ads and shit like that, and slogans and logos and shit like that, all Egyptian culture. All the way down to combs. We talking about what we can find that's left over in archaeology. We see urns. We got bones. We got culture to support human activity and involvement in that area. What's the significance of Stonehenge? Other than other than to support the idea that crackers was like the sister just said, and. They don't even have no culture to support the building. They don't even. They, basically, they can't even tell you what the significance of. They'll tell you it's based on some astrological shit, but that's them taking Egyptian culture. That's what the Egyptian shit signify. What does your shit mean? It ain't no. It ain't no nice masonry work. This is just some stacked up rocks. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's just stacked up rocks. That's what I'm saying. But the sister saying that she definitely going to be on point on that. But um, as you said, you know, a Stone Age culture, that would consist of, you know, a Stone Age time, when you say it was a Stone Age, there should be some villages around. There should be um, tools that um, show that this was Stone Age culture. But just because it's built in stone don't mean Stone Age culture. That's not... And I think they, I think they try to... You know they put that in there, and to confuse you on what on what the hell the Stone Age culture consists of. I mean, just take the date they give in Stonehenge. What's the date? And what's the new date? Oh, well, the, the new date. It's not even a new date. What they're saying is that they had. And if it existed and, like, there were some stones around there, but they reconstructed it in between, I believe, 1884 and 1954 was reconstruction going on. They got pictures from 1954, but they said it originally existed around... 3,000, uh, from, from roughly 1,500 BCE to 3,000 BCE. Say that again. What's, what, what's, what's, what's date? They're, they're saying that it originally was constructed. Oh, I'm going to pull it right now. I'm going to pull it right now. Oh, um, 3,000 BC, and then they finished it in 2,000 BC. That don't even sound right. How would they know? How would they? They're giving a day for when they know that these people started the work and how long it was finished. How are they making these assessments? How are they assessing the building of this shit? What, what evidence are they drawing off of to say that? We know that the pyramids, based on the structure of the pyramids, it took centuries to build. You know what I mean? Decades. I'm saying centuries. Yeah, some cases, centuries. 
because that's how old the people we are. We could we had a thousand year dynasty, so we could have could have took a hundred years to build a pyramid. Mm-hmm. So, so let's just say, okay, they start. They're saying three thousand seven against us. Oh, what was that? Just like Ever uh, uh, read them dates again, Queen? I'm trying yeah. to get the dates again. Okay, it was it started in um wait a minute, let me go um from three thousand BC to two thousand BC. See, that's very conveniently, very conveniently within that timeline. That's mm-hmm. the, that's the construct. That's 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 to say that that's to put that myth out there that uh. That it's around 25,000, 2,800 B.C. that you had multiple cultures. You had cultures in Egypt. You had cultures in South America. And you had Europeans building their own thing in Stonehenge. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that's bullshit. Exactly, exactly. You know, but they're showing and they don't mind saying, well, look, it's not as well done as the, uh, you know, as the pyramids, but look. You can see, that's why I say they got the megaliths. So when you see them big old stones, they're like, but we was moving these big old stones, which showed that we had advanced culture because we can move these stones without machines. Until, mm-hmm. we get, until we get to see the pictures that no motherfucking machines doing that. So, so uh, make a lot, make a monument is based on just moving stones. It's not the art behind. See, see, they're trying to by them trying to even include in the science that they ain't know nothing about. Our family members weren't even considered that a quarry. You know that could have been just a quarry. We was gonna use them rocks to send that shit to Egypt. We left that shit there. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yo, you still hitting that? That's, that's look, 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 look! Where Stonehead starts? It starts right on the Prime Meridian. Y'all know that, right? Mm-hmm. The Prime Meridian is where, when Europeans learn longitude, latitude, longitude, when you look at a globe on a map, that's where the zero marker starts. It starts in the Prime Meridian is in England. Ain't that where Stonehead is at? Mm-hmm. You know, what's funny is if you take the Prime Meridian from in- England. If you look at a map, you take the primary radiant and you go straight down, it lies right up to Egypt. On the map. On the, yeah, and you know, it. Um, I believe it lined up to some of the, uh, I don't know which pyramid down there, or which pyramid structure in South America, but it lined up to one of them too. Okay, according to um, Cracker Reference, what I see is that um, the first dynasty of, of Egypt was in 3100 B.C. I don't know, you know, if our master teachers agree with that or not. And so they, so 100 years later, that's when they started making Stonehenge. I mean, that's how, how my timeline goes. So they just look suspicious. Because it lies right up. It's very suspicious. They only, well, let's just say it's 31 on the BC. That's when, that's when the unified, that's when Upper and Lower Egypt is unified. That's what they say. That's what, that is where Europeans say the first dynasty begins. But there was already Upper and Lower Egypt. They accredited the unification. And that's funny because they only do that to Egypt. 
Because when it comes to Greeks and Romans, they call them just city-states. And they were so divided with their city-states. But look at 300. Look at the movie 300. When, when, when the Persians came to their doorstep in that movie and shit. The motherfucker Athenians was right down the street from the motherfuckers. The Athenians, the uh, Macedonians, all the motherfuckers, they was neighbors. But they didn't even refer themselves as one Greek culture. Motherfuckers didn't apply that shit until later on and said, this is all Greek culture. Nigga, them was unique, them was different city-states. But when it comes to, you know what I'm saying, but they don't, they don't talk about, even when you look at Sumeria or whatever, the only one who unified and had a north and south is Egypt. But, but, but you need to, what we need to worry about is that they was two separate, they was two separate dynasties that already was in being. They, but they want you to focus on the unification aspect of it, which is nice. But when when you look at each individual state, then the timeline go back back further. We talking about like seventy five hundred BC. Black Power family, are we getting it in? You know, it's news, news, and more news. Welcome to add on tonight. Now, and what they say, I put in the context too is. Our dating system is different from African dating system, different from all other aspects when it comes to the Stone Age and uh, 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 the the European European timeline go like this in terms of technology, in terms of human technology. It goes Stone Age, Bronze Age, then the Iron Age. When it comes to Africans, <laughs> we went from playing rocks to smelting iron. We had the Stone Age and the Iron Age. No we had no bronze period. We were straight to iron. And the proof in the culture is that when you look even to this day in West African cultures, uh, 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 they they uh, deify iron and so forth. But you see the culture already there. But when it comes to shit, we 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 was <laughs> if, I, if we want to use agriculture even too, uh, sorghum. We've been harvesting sorghum for ten thousand years. The the fucking Koi Koi Bushmen, as an ethnic group in Africa, go back 5,000 years. we talking about B.C. back 5,000, not, not, not 2,500 to But even if you use that, still apply. You still have Koi Koi and indigenous practicing with the same knowledge they have today, 2,500 B.C. You see what I'm saying? The culture's there. We, when, when the Egyptians was doing these monuments, they got iron tools. Fuck these niggas in, in Europe got a stone hedge. What the fuck would they stone? <laughs> stone can't cut stone. Some cases, not big block of monuments. You ain't gonna be doing this with no stone tools. Like when they go yeah. look at Mesopotamia. When you look at Mesopotamia, ain't no fucking metal in Mesopotamia. What the fuck were they carving with? They said these motherfuckers was was was, was great agriculturalists, and they always show them with a sickle. What kind of fucking sickle they have? A stone sickle? You know how heavy? What you gonna cut with a stone sickle? How you gonna sharpen a stone sickle, my nigga? That's what that's what the you know the sickle is what death holds, right? When you see the the, the image of death, he got the hood on and he got that sickle, right? That sickle is sharp, it's steel, right? Mhm. 
Now, how you, and you can use that to cut wheat and shit if you in the, you know, in the fort, I mean, you know, if you got your harvest and shit. Nigga, imagine if that motherfucker was stoned. That ain't gonna cut nobody, huh? Oh, yeah. uh, you, you know, they're going to come up with some magic shit. It might have been made of ivory. They come up with well, some magic shit. See? And they weren't playing with bone. You would see, okay, if they was playing with ivory, we would have, that's organic material. We can date that. Right? You don't see it. Nah, you, you, well, you don't see any, um, any traces of any ivory sickles. You might have found like, a couple ivory heads of knives, but when you when you trace the date, you know, there's no reason even, there's no comparison to a date in Africa. That's the bottom line. And the thing that you said about the, the jump from Stone Age to uh, right into the Iron Age is that while we were in the Iron Age, the Europeans had barely came into the Stone Age. Now that was we call the Europeans had barely made it, barely as we want to say they was around it. It was around barely scraping into the Stone Age on all numbers. Uh, you, you, you Got an argument against that thing to lay it out. But from, from how I'm, I'm seeing this thing, it's all nothing. All right. Let me see here. One thing. Um, Oh no, that was the wrong thing. Point itself, point itself, family. That was the wrong thing. I mean, it hit that. I just chat wrong, right? All right, family, we got that right. Um, now, well, as we were, uh, as we were speaking, one. Uh, excuse me, I had to go into the chat room to start seeing a bunch of mess in there. And for the court cases that might be calling this, might might be listening, uh, we really rather you not waste your time just listening. If you do have anything to say, get your nuts up and call on this, or go ahead and go... Uh, Fight the Jew like y'all say y'all always ask. Go ahead and start the race war. Now, back to the news. Uh, let's see what what's going on. They love the show. Huh? I say they addicted to the show, man. Yeah, they, 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 know, they know this shit is good. They can't get enough. They come on the show every day. They try to learn something. They try to learn something. They try to learn something. You know, we know, we understand. We understand. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I wanted, to, I wanted to um put this little health tip in there, though, real quick, because this is about news. And I wanted just to tell our people that, you know, 
milk and a lot of dairy products are very uh, definitely not good for you, especially for um, for your bones and your later and you know getting getting older. I'm not even getting older, but just wanting to be healthy and be able to get around. Uh, I'm going to give you this quick little tidbit on the countries with the highest consumptions of milk and the countries with the highest cases of osteoporosis. And in, in this order, you've got the United States, United Kingdom, Sweden, and Finland. And in the, in the same order, United States, United Kingdom, Sweden, and Finland, highest rate of osteoporosis, which is a loss of bone density. So um, don't believe the hype with that, that cow milk. It's going to give you strong bones and strong teeth. Uh, cow milk is made for cows. Move. And uh, also, we want, you know, uh, for family who, didn't, who uh, didn't know, yesterday, August 31st, was uh, the African National Holiday. Per the words of uh, Marcus Mosiah Garvey, every August 31st will be an African uh, holiday. So for all of those who were uh, who were celebrating that African spirit, beautiful Hoyang, baby Tumi, my hotel. And everything else that's good and prosperous for your life. Um, what else we wanted to do? It was uh, something else, another quick, quick news tidbit that I wanted to put in. I can't find it right right this minute, but I'm gonna I'm gonna look for it. I'm gonna look for it, family. Excuse me. Um, I will look for it, and uh, I'm gonna put this news in real quick about uh, Chicago Chicago shooting. I think they're lying. They get three black men. I mean, three white men. 
as always, you know, don't don't put us in there because we always end up as the usual suspect. So we ain't in there. Let y'all go ahead and do y'all job and knock each other off. Like how? My power. My power. My power. We're going to give a lot to the ancestors for that. Make it do. Make it do what it's supposed to do, family. <laughs> I ain't going to have no problem. I ain't about to show no uh, problem with that shit at all. Oh. Uh, let me see what was the, the next thing going on. I'm losing my losing my sights, losing my losing my information. Hold up. But that Stonehenge thing was uh, very interesting. So when I seen that information on it, I just knew I just wanted to share it with the family because it, it was it's part. And you know, I, I just I was thinking. You know, not why would they do this, but you know, uh, but yeah, yeah, why? What was it? What's the significance of of uh, recreating this alleged uh, monument? Uh, and Sister McKeon had had right on it. it. It was the main thing was being uh, is getting done in order in order to. Um, so that they had some type of mathematical prowess at the same time that we were pyramid builders that show that they also were people who constructed monuments. Shay, uh, Black Power family, I just want to add on to that, Brother Boy. You know, the sister dead on with that because it's about uh, keeping alive the lie that they had, that they were civilized in antiquity. And even what they call an antiquity ain't antiquity for us, but it is for them, and it also helps to then further uh, 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 push the lie of the religions of perversion. Because that's supposed to be, you know, their document to show. They've been, they was, they was here with us, civilized. Because we, we can go to Genesis now. Who does the cracker beast God supposed to tell Abraham to go to? What land do we send him to? He was in the wilderness. We meet Abraham in the wilderness. He is sent to Egypt, but we don't get no history about these people. Dad, I mean, these stories don't apply to them. But then how they get there, how they have civilization. And when that cracker, no good, made up bastard Abraham, leave out of there, he leave out of there with language, culture, uh, uh, man service, male service, Animals, all kind of shit. Sort of lie. Mm-hmm. That shit just got me heated. I'm telling you, it just shows. Mm-hmm. I mean, I know they low down and dirty, but God damn. Mm-hmm. Dr. Amos Wilson did not lie about European histography, which I.E. means European mythology lies. <laughs> no. I got one more for you tonight. I got one more, you know, to add on. Because you, you hit that point on religion of perversion, 
I was going to pull up this other thing from the science, center, but then I decided to let's go with science and religion together. So, fragments, oh, shit. Fragments of world's oldest Quran may predate Muhammad, the scholars say. All right. British scholars have suggested that the fragments of the world's oldest known Quran, which were discovered last month, may predate the accepted founding date of Islam by the Muslim prophet Muhammad. The Times of London reported that the radiocarbon dating carried out by experts at the university say the fragments were produced between 568 and 645. Muhammad is generally believed to have lived between 570 and 632. The man known to Muslims as the prophet is thought to have found the Islam sometime after 610 with the first Muslim community established in Medina in 622. We're going with the lies. Um, hold on now. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> oh, let's, we always go back. We always review very slowly, too. Read bones. You said they found bones, or you said they found the Quran? No, they found the Quran. The bones. They found the Quran. And they were able to date this how? They, 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 from the paper, from the paper, I, believe, I guess this was a... Stop right yeah, there. Stop right there. <laughs> get him, kid. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let me get it right. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, um, the fragments, they say radiocarbon dating carried out. Yeah, it got to be on on pieces of the, of the paper. Now, in order to make papyrus... You need a lot of fucking water. Right? Mm-hmm. We don't culturally Arabs worship water over gold. So an Arab will see no motherfucking gain in using all that water to make some paper. You understand my, the logic behind that? I say. Mm-hmm. I can see I can see some shit coming from the, the, the fucking Roman church. Paper in front of them. Why wow, these goats? You know, let's just go with this shit. Okay, Muhammad. What's Muhammad when he died? He Heru, Heru. He's like six seventy, I think. He died. The Quran wasn't finished when he died. Mm-mm. Nah, nah. This was just about to say. This was just about to tell you. Let's say it took him forty uh, years to. From start to finish, that was a 40-year revelation. And when he died, it wasn't fully put in manuscript. Hold, hold on, listen, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, let me read this real quick. The two sheets of Islam's holy book were discovered in a library at the University of Birmingham in England, where they had been mistakenly bound in a Quran dating to the 7th century. They were part of a collection of 3,000 Middle Eastern texts gathered in Iraq in the 1920s. Right. They already busted. Go ahead, King. No. Hmm. 
Brother, uh, did you put that in the hangout? No, I'm gonna put it in there right now. Yeah, because you know, uh, Doctor Walter Williams' work. Uh, 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 great question by Sutton because when you said they was found, found that I'm already good. I already know the line and work. You know what I mean? All three of these religions of perversions work to uh, uh, try to make mythology uh, uh, real, historical. Now, we know from Dr. Walter Williams' work, at that time period, ain't no goddamn Quran. I'm still I'm still working on, because I really believe that, uh, and I'm saying believe because I haven't done the work on this shit, but it's in my opinion that the monophysites, right? Because we know that's where the Arabs come from, right? From that man-made religion that is now called Christianity. That that monophysite sect, that uh, that bitch, Cracker Beast bitch Theodora, had Jacob uh, Baraday apostolized to, how the fuck you say that shit, all right, to adapt that man-made religion is the branch that we get Arabs from. That is the branch that we get Mohammedanism before there is uh, anything called Islam or the Quran. And Brother Mikara, can you please give the date, because you mentioned how it took 40 years, can you please give the date on when that shit started? Or you, Brother Born, anybody? That's, that's not the significance of Islam. It wasn't. It wasn't like the. It wasn't like Christianity, where it was solely placed upon a book. They wouldn't after after Muhammad died. They, them niggas went on a war campaign. You don't need no book to handle a war campaign. You just need. You just need a, a fucking reason for the war. Well, brother, I wasn't talking about the the tradition, the legend. I mean the the the, the historical uh, information, historical facts. Is that there was no Muhammad? Just like there's no no historical record of a goddamn Jesus Christ anywhere. I mean, yeah, that's the. That's, I mean, just come here, pass. She lit up tonight. She on. Well, uh, I'm, you know, I want this good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the historical. Ain't no Muhammad. It's a myth. But that it only has to be real in the mind of the individual who makes it real. So to make it real, it has a great story behind it. What's what's the makeup of a story? People, places, times, and events. Brother Bourne said he just read. Well, well, now now they're admitting some other shit. It was found in Iraq. Hmm. That's because back then the holy center wasn't Mecca. The Sultan lived in Baghdad, Iraq. That shit that gets transplanted to 1919. <laughs> exactly. Yo, that's why it was so. When I when I seen that they were saying that they pulled this shit all together in 1920, right there, and where they not really saying 1920, they saying 1920 as old to give a roundabout date. That's how you know we times how Walter Williams said you know they had formulated the complete Quran in 1919, which if you just talk to a person, they'd be like, oh, about 1920. And that's the same with the day they wrote in the article all about 1920. We was looking and putting together these Islamic manuscripts. And, and you know, this one happened to be here. 
Ashe, and if I got my date right, it was accepted by the Arab world at their first uh, conference, which was 1924. Give me one second. I want to put this link inside. Got it wrong. And I'll put it in the group. And, brother, uh, I just want to go back to that Stonehenge thing, because the thing that I found fascinating, it, it just goes to show why we cannot trust any so-called European scholar, scientist, writer, because the author of that article, despite seeing it was over 100-something pictures, right, he still at the end of it had to end the article by saying, well, this doesn't prove these pictures don't prove that it wasn't there uh, in antiquity. It could have just been that, you know, it was during the time when they was restoring it. Even though there are pictures of the motherfucking field untouched. <laughs> well, Sister Camille, if you don't believe your lying eyes, that was the crack of physics you said. Then you gonna believe me or your lying eyes? Which one? Right, so that's how they're giving that up right there. That, that stone has been. They're saying that it already existed. We just was reconstructing it. You know. Seen a couple of things that fell off of it. We putting it back, just like we did the ziggurat. But the ziggurats was there already. The ziggurats got culture material that support that culture. Fine. See, people think archaeology just some some shit just stacked up. No, and you got to prove that that shit was created by humans, and humans leave culture behind. We leave a lot of fucking trash. Archaeologists is trash collectors. What the fuck we do? Trash. The remains of human beings over time. When we look at even that little area over there, now they'll put the cultural context on, on those ziggurats and say that these, this is, you know, some a Mesopotamian culture. But regardless, the shit is there. But the title and the theme that they're giving it is the bullshit. See, when you find an ancient civilization... Or you find some human material that don't nobody know nothing about or, or no one's lied about yet. You find it just how it is. And that shit is a question mark. It's unexplainable. All you can do is describe what you find and, and, and put the word out, put the images, document, take the shit, and hope somebody like could put connect this shit. But until then, don't nobody know what the fuck that shit is. But it's there. That's all you give credit to. It's there and it can be dated. Those are two facts you need to understand. They won't, you know, we know what we found there. When we say there was a lot of people there, it's because we got the bones to prove the shit. When we can say the inhabitants probably lived there for 2,000 years, it's because we got the motherfucking trash layers to prove, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When, they, when, they throw this, when they throw that bullshit out there like Stonehenge, what else is out there? Okay, let's, let's go with the lies that they give the, the individuals who build monuments. We know that the Omex built the monuments in South America. We know that the Peruvians built the shit in South America. We know that the 
Cambodians built the Shin Angkor Wat. We know that the Africans built the Shin Egypt. What European group built Stonehenge? What's their name? What's the culture they come from? What European, ancient European stock do they come from? It's a question mark. Boom. <laughs> Black Pals. Like I said, they're gonna have to make it to oh uh, uh, uh damn don't make me say quote magnet, but that's all what the fuck I wanna say. Um okay. only claiming it see Europeans do everything when it comes to everything else, they do the same shit I use. Well what's the culture? When it comes to Europe, they claim anything that's in Europe. So the fact that that's that could have been that that could have been because I'm telling you, look at Stonehead, look straight down. That could have been the quarry. That could have been an African quarry that they was going to take and bring to Egypt or, or bring to, uh, 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 let's even get closer to Egypt. Uh, 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 God damn it. Uh, what's the name of that shit? What's the name of the, the, the Etruscans and shit? What's the ones before them, uh, Brother Born, anybody who know? That area uh, in Greece where, where the uh, ancestors was, was in that area around 2500 B.C. as well. So they could have they been quarrying that shit and just left that shit. Because they ain't no culture to claim it. And the only reason Europeans are claiming it is because it's in England. It's in Europe. And that shit could have been some trash. I think that's what this is, an old construction site. Motherfuckers, we finna take that. That's why I said, look, look how the blocks they in. We finna block it up and set, bring that shit. That, that area could have been underwater. Because when you look at uh, England, all that shit is is, is, is the, uh, the geology of it. That shit's just rock and moss and grass. You know what I'm saying? That's why they call it go potatoes on that motherfucker. The ground's so acidic, but it, but before you look at it from a geological perspective, if you, we finna use some rocks for monuments, hey, that's a good place to go get some quarry, right? Yeah, <laughs> you want to know what I noticed that's missing from these group of pictures is what it looked like before they start reconstructing, mm. so called reconstructing, and I don't see that. Right, the first picture that showed this is what we found here. And the only picture that showed that is that shit is an empty field. What's been reconstructed is the outside circle. That's the only thing they can lift. What hasn't been reconstructed is the middle. Just look at the middle. Ain't that where the biggest blocks are? When you see, they was able to rebuild the ziggurat because all that shit was mud brick. But look at Stonehenge. It's just, it's just, what, what they fascinated with is how could somebody could stack those big blocks up like that, right? If you want to look at, look at it from only, the only thing we could enhance is the outside part with our technology now. So if you notice, the outside look a little more strategic, but look, just look at the focal part of the, of the center part of it. The, they, the tractors couldn't move that shit. So that's what that's that's the original shit. Now tell us there why no crackers doing it. Crackers just try to take any fucking thing that they can find and say that's us. No matter where they at. Knowing they Asians and they want to move over there. Was a wild life here, Asian. 
thing, Brother Lizard you asked about these fucking trust games. I was just at the fucking house at the goddamn museum. I can look at the, the people that you're talking about. I can, I can see them right now. They've got the pictures of these over the ground. I can see them right now. I can see I can see the goddamn pictures of them on pottery. Yeah, if anybody, they just claiming that shit, and you see the look of that motherfucking shit in Europe. <laughs> yeah, you're right about that, exactly. They just claim it because it's in Europe. Like, fuck it, that's our shit. Don't nobody else want to say they was here, it was us. And they wasn't even fucking there. But the motherfuckers don't know what it is. That's, that's <laughs> how you know. And, and, and family, it's at a crucial time. This is 1910. We know we're, this is hundreds of years of us being removed from knowledge. They are doing they're doing all of this work from the time of our enslavement, from the from the sixteen goddamn hundreds they really go in, to the nineteen hundreds. This is nineteen ten. They working fast. Why can't I get some carbon dating on the Iliad? On the first copy, right? Yeah, why can't where's the carbon dating for that? Oh, we're working on that. <laughs> I, I was wondering about that because like I mean how do you I mean you can know how old that rock is, but it's a rock, so it's not change forms, huh? You know, you're saying that, right? You know, that's really interesting because it's, it's stones. And stones been stoned for a long-ass time since it came from whatever lava pit and started to formulate whatever stone it is right now. So how you can't date the stone, what did they, what did they use? Now I really want to know what they used to date stones. Was it, you know, did it, was it significant? It was the reason why they said they had something to do with the sun because there was a certain, when you you know, a certain day, the stones get hit with a light from a certain angle. Or what? Oh, it might, I wonder if it's, um, I thought I seen some paint or something on it. They might have got it from there. I, I thought I seen some on it. Oh, no, I think I did see a picture where, where the hippies had to have been on it. Ain't they rocks? You can only date organic material. Rocks are inorganic. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. How you date? That's what I'm saying. I'm like, yo, you can't date if it that. Is painted, if, if it is if it is painting, you can date how old the paint is, but the paint don't tell you how old the structure is. The structure could have been there thousands of years. Somebody could have just came a, th- a couple thousand years later and painted on it. You can only date, and the paint has to have some organic material in it. That's all that do. But look where it's at. It's just in the middle of nowhere. It's all they found. No culture centers. No city. Yeah, where the city's at, they go along with it the same date. You got to take some city, the least with with a monument that big. You got to you got to show me at least one city with enough workers to to do that. No settlements. No frequent activity movement. No trails. No nothing. Look where it's at. 
They can't even tell you, okay, they they can't give you no cultural significance. So they're gonna say, oh, we're gonna some some geological, no, 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 some geo, no, no, astrological significance. They're gonna look to the stars, okay? In order for you to, you have to produce a culture that knew about the stars in that area. People say, well, Stonehenge is an ancient astrological site. I feel you. But who are the astrological people in this area to build this site? You have to build a culture with the people, right? Rocks just don't align themselves up with star, you know, star. Well, okay, when we go to Egypt, we can see high culture centers, settlements, science, people, in and out. Too many people. I heard, I heard something. I wanted to say, some parts of Africa got shit, got stratigraphy two, three miles down, but no breaks in it. Stratigraphy is the layers. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Bones, not just bones, are buried bones. City settlements, along with carbon. Vegetation, the seeds, the shit from the air, all packed in nice layers, two, three miles deep. Africa, the archaeologists in Africa, their, their job is they good. They, their job security is, is tight. You know what I'm saying? They good. For the next 25, 30 years, you're going to still hear about shit popping out of Africa, even long after we dead on this line. You know what I'm saying? Africa. <laughs> Your ancestors still old ancestors for the next five hundred years. I'm, I'm, I'll even say that much. Why you gonna see nowhere else in the world shit that old been watched? They would find it already because the world ain't a big old place no more. Motherfuckers everywhere now, and everywhere if, if humans are there, we in the ground. We putting our dead in the ground. We putting our sanitation in the ground. Our water come from the ground, right? So that means you leaving shit in the ground. You leaving, you know what I mean. And and, and uh, last shit that people don't understand is not not every bone gonna fossilize, <laughs> but the remains will be found. You know. So don't let them. You know, some of the youngest people on the planet, man, I'm trying to tell motherfuckers about what you know. They just claiming that shit because it's in Europe. Yeah. I say. I said, oh, hey, hey, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm messing around. And then you're going to put the drain inside the, inside the room. And don't. There you go, right there. I mean, they're filthy, okay? <laughs> I have mentioned Homer, and, and, and for a reason, you know, uh, for the family that's listening, if you'd be so kind as to uh, Google Homer, hit Wikipedia, because, you know, uh, messing around with the preview of Dr. Chancellor Williams, you know, going to have to, we're going to read white sources to find the lies, you know, to, to, as Brother Mikara say, we're looking for missions, you know what I mean? But when you Wikipedia Homer, why I bring that up is because how do we find out about Homer? We're supposed to find out about Homer through Herodotus. Now, even though he lived hundreds of years before Herodotus, all right, Homer's supposed to be of the 8th century B.C. Now, when you see the picture that they got of him, you know, they're so, when I tell you they ain't no good, they got an idealized portrait. What does that mean? But you imagine he looked 
look like. <laughs> okay? That's well, what the museum, family. Hold <laughs> on, that's a Jew. That's a Jew. That ain't nothing but a Jew. <laughs> the family, it's made up. It's it's made it, up and this shit is in museums being taught <laughs> as actual history. And it says, it froze up on me. God you understand? Idolized portrayal of Homer <laughs> dating to the Hellenistic period British Museum. These folks put this in the British Museum. Uh, y'all, tell you, that's a small hat. He got his little hat on, it looked like. He got his little hat on. He's a goddamn he said, he, look, they probably made this shit. This shit probably made in, in, in 1600 sometime. He made the statue 1600 sometime. Okay. That's that bullshit thing. And in the second paragraph, whether and when he lived is unknown. Okay. Right out the motherfucking gate. So now how could you talk about somebody that you don't know whether or when he lived? Herodotus estimates that Homer was 400 years before his own time, which would place him around 580, uh, 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 850 BC. Now, the interesting thing, when you go right to the Cracker at Wikipedia, motherfucking Herodotus, guess what? Can't prove where he lived. Hold up, the same shit. Sister Camilla, it says pseudo-Herodotus. That's one part. And then it got what? another part. There's two parts. Pseudo-Herodotus and then what else? According to Herodotus. Yeah. Now, when you look at the thing that I found out about him, her, let me say Herodotus, I want to say that, and there's another motherfucker that I was looking on these so-called uh, ancient uh, uh, Greeks. When you look at the so-called birthplace and you Wikipedia that shit, or not Wikipedia, but you Google, it's in Turkey. That's the shit Why that bogged me out. You got them Jews. You got okay. them. You got them now, Turkey. ain't no Turkey at that time. That's all Africa. We're going to steal this shit. We got this. It's us. All you need to listen, in order for you to be an important white man, all you need, all they got to do is throw a beard up there, a white man with a beard, and they can put any name they want to up under it. Moses, Jesus, Herodotus, Homer, Abraham, Noah. It's all of them. Santa Claus. It's just a busy white man. The father figure. That's who he is. He's the father figure. He's Zeus. Look just like him. Kronos. He's every one of them. Look, Kronos, Zeus. Oh, that's a... Hercules. He's every single one. He's the idealistic white man. Uh, that's the idea. That's the, that's the uh, you know, that's the Oscar right there of white men. He's the ideal portrayal of, of a smart white man. The wise white man is the old white man with a beard. The super father figure. Damn, y'all busted.
Let's just say pseudo Herodotus. Pseudo Herodotus. The life of Homer. See, that's what I'm saying. Look, this shit under pseudo Herodotus say the life of Homer, whose unknown author is referred to as pseudo Herodotus. So, who the fuck wrote this? Herodotus ain't write this. Herodotus of Halakonosis. Halakonosis. This is them just creating history, man. They're creating shit right here. Nah. Nah, I don't even know who who might be real and who might might not. Yeah, they they created him. They created they created Homer and Herodotus. Both of these are like created creatures. Because Homer got worked by pseudo Homer, but I mean a pseudo Herodotus. Then there's a and then the legend of real Herodotus. He lived 400 years after him. So how the hell can you write the story about Homer? And he's uh, he's so swift and all this that the third and nobody in four hundred years wrote shit about him. Okay. All right. And then they're gonna have to show us all this wonderful uh, uh, university learning, uh, 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 institutions, uh, 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 um, the creation of writing that happened in their supposed place of origin. I, I need to see this. Everybody should have known about Homer. All these books he's supposed to wrote, all yeah. his poetry, the Iliad, the Odyssey, all this shit. Yeah, these are the, the, the double one, these are the double one poems. The more one person should have been writing about Homer's shit. I don't trust them. I'm telling you, I don't trust them. I don't trust nobody. I don't trust nobody calling me a Goyen. I don't trust nobody saying no shit like that. You say no shit like that, and I don't trust you. Never will. You refer to me as cattle. God damn it, I know you will say any fucking thing. Any fucking thing. This motherfucker said, y'all, always tell the truth, even when I lie. Well, can't trust. Ashay, uh, is the Queen McKee on the line? Black Power. Black Power, Black Power. Sorry, Black Power. <laughs> Girl, I'm more hyped than shit. Queen, <laughs> the shit that you yeah. dropped about the lie that came from the Cracker Beast, insane Cracker Beast, uh, L. Ron Hubbard. 
Could you just share that little part about the, because the brother, brother Bourne just said something deep about even when, what you say, even when you tell a lie, there's some truth in there? No, even when I tell the mm-hmm. truth, you know, even when I lie, yeah, this is what say, even when I lie, I tell the truth. Okay. This is how they yeah. operate. Uh, um, I had read it earlier, but I'll I read it again because I don't think it I'm was sorry, really I'm sorry, I was late. I was built for the young lion and shit. He had me open. I'm just so proud of where he going with his mind, you know? Like power. Okay. All right. Um, this is L. Ron Hubbard, um, Farrakhan, homeboy. The only way you can control people is to lie to them. You can write that down in your book in great big letters. The only way you can control anybody is to lie to them. He's got to tell you lies in order to continue control because the second you start telling anybody close to the truth, you start releasing him and he gets tougher and tougher to control. So you can't control somebody without telling them a bunch of lies. Ashe, Black Power. Black Power. I mean, I heard that out of the Jew mouth itself. I'm always saying, I will always tell the truth. Even when I lie. I said, this motherfucker's crazy. You make that shit serious. And when you look, when you look for, a, um, when you hit on the histories, the only book that Herodotus is supposed to have written, right? You get a, a tiny piece a fragmented paper. The same shit, what was that? <laughs> that the religion of preferred and fool of Islam tried to hit us with the synonymous <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to pull out a goat shit. You put out a piece of goat shit. They go to Quran, they pull out a half a sheet. They pull out a half a sheet of paper and say, this is the whole Quran. You can do shit like that. Brother boy, this shit, <laughs> if y'all see that picture, motherfucking Wikipedia, this shit is about, let's see, I'm going to say almost three inches in length. No, they try to make it seem like it's about uh, seven, a little bit over seven and a half inches. Shit, bro- broken off. How you know this about <laughs> <laughs> and then how you got a whole fucking book? Yo, I'm saying, that little writing meant a lot. That little writing meant a lot. That was a lot back in the day. Okay, this is <laughs> Fragments of Histories, book number eight on the second century. On papyrus, on top, on top of that now. Oh, listen, I'm saying, since it can be back in the day, back in the day, that was a lot of shit. Yo, you know, I got a picture right here with a ruler beside it. That shit is a much, two, maybe three inches. <laughs> <laughs> All we know, that was a Melkop, a Coptic Egyptian trader that was writing some shit down. Yeah, that's two. That, that was almost two pages. You see, they, that's from, uh, as far as you can see, that there was another page attached to it. What? Yo, that's the whole. Now you bullshitting me. This ain't the whole book. Y'all bullshitting me. <laughs> well, Y'all bullshitting. that's what, you know, we can't trust Wikipedia, but that's the bullshit that they got posted on here right now. Hold on, hold on. I got another piece. I got another. Let me let me see if there's another piece. This one, uh, 
Now, I want to see that he's only able to be showing me the picture. All right. They said they got a, a piece right here. I got another little, I got another piece. And this supposed to be the description of Egyptian mummification custom. More proof that it's Melkite Coptic writing. Because um, this bullshit here, with the Herodotus one is on Wikipedia, written in the fourth, uh, 450s BC, well, you know, S, in the Ionic dialect of classical Greek. There is no classical Greek. We know from our studies, it's the Egyptians who put written alphabet, made an alphabet to the caveman sounds they was uttering. Really? I was just putting that. I was just putting the group. That's the whole. That's the whole. Um, that right there, what I put in. That's the whole process of mummification right there. I'm going to see the paper. I'm going to get the whole rest of the history. That's it. It's the three inches you over here with. So they were wild. Straight liars. So I'm saying, since the career, it could be, you know, let me go with the lies for a second. Each one of them letters could be a whole story in their own self. That's why, you know, we just ain't understanding. We ain't got to the higher levels of fuckery yet. But we, we learn how to just make up shit off the top of our motherfucking head and just start applying it to the people.
And the best way to do that is is is, is either in you know visual form with documentation and written books, something that you can pass on to the you know to older generations. You know, if, if you can't meet them, you know what I mean, because what they you know. I'm telling you, nigga, from ten years from now, you imagine what they're gonna be writing about. You know what I'm saying? If, if, if this group of, of conscious individuals on these lines don't get smarter and wiser, they're gonna keep promoting their propaganda. Propaganda is right history. You know what I'm saying? They've been doing it in waves. Yeah. I just got that information on Harada's history. That shit is one and a half pounds in the paperback. Seven hundred and ten pages. Now, ain't no way in there. Yo, listen. Nah, hell no. Ain't no way. Look, man, what the fuck? Ain't no way they could have... You can't make no 710-page book out of that. Who the fuck you do that? But a low life, only a low life to do that. You got to be lying to everybody. Well, they did it with the Bible, the Quran, the Torah, the Iliad, the Odyssey. You know, uh, the way the Cracker Beast works, the way the European histography, again, Dr. Amos Wilson, which means uh, mythology lies, if they put it in writing, then it's supposed to be true. And that's why what the brother, uh, what the Sutton just said, is of paramount importance. Hold on, hold on. I think they got another piece. I think it was found. See, that's how I I'm, I'm looking. I thought they said they found it on different pieces. Nah. The first thing you look at is how they found it, where they found it. <laughs> Black Power. That's why I gotta salute you, um, Brother Micarah, for for taking up that field. You know that field of studies because, man, we we really do need more Africans to step up and take those take those positions. You know what I'm saying? So we can tell our own story. Cause shit, shit is just sad. You know what I'm saying? The end time I'm looking at a documentary is a motherfucking cracker amongst our people. Um, like especially in Africa, you know what I'm saying. Our people shouldn't even have to deal with the mold. It should be us. I agree. That's one of the reasons why I got into it because I think they came out with a report, uh, '98 and you know, 2000 or something. I used this shit for 
uh, uh, my mission permit statement for uh, grad school, and them niggas denied me, you know, but it was like 1,500 uh, archaeologists just for a year. Like 1,244 was crackers. Like 10 to 15 was Hispanics and Latinos. Only two was black. And the rest of them, like, I think like 37 declined to, uh, declined the state. But what was interesting, I got this information from a cracker. I had him look over my, uh, my uh, mission of purpose for any errors. He was like, he got a good paper. He said, you might want to put this fact in here. When I read it, I looked at him like, are you serious? He said, yep. And I know the two, he said, the two black archaeologists, he know my name. You see what I'm saying? So I encourage, but see, it's really, um, they blackball you. They let you go for your motherfucker because I'm going to do some shit right now. You know what I'm saying? The undergraduate program, you can go in there and get your BA. But when, but in terms of the, the, the graduate, when you, when you go to graduate school, I don't care what it's for. If it's for math, if it's fucking um, physics, when you're in grad school, you do the fucking work of of PhDs. So a lot of a lot of PhDs be looking for mindless motherfuckers to to, to do their work for them without questioning shit. Or or if they do question it, and and the the, the fucking uh, graduate gives good ideas, they can rob them of their ideas. You see what I'm saying? So. They they blackball motherfuckers in terms of um especially you know Latinos and blacks mainly us from going to grad school in uh, archaeology and anthropology it's you know but I encourage family to study that shit because that's that's where the heat lie because if if history is all a myth then then archae the science of archaeology is manifesting myth material it's it's the same as saying we found. We found, uh, what's the white bitch name who had a bad life and the spirit came to her and told her, you got 12 o'clock. And, and what's the bitch name? Oh, it's Cinderella. Cinderella. It's like, it's like them saying, you know, we found Cinderella's glass slipper. It's a fantasy. So archaeology is the fantasy. They, they produce the, 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 the relics of, of that fantasy. We got Cinderella's. We have Cinderella's. Uh, uh, uh the little, the little pumpkin she drove in. We got that at, at the Smithsonian. Y'all know that. Mm-hmm. And we bet that motherfucker to go back to 2100 BC. Did y'all know that? I didn't know that, huh? We didn't have to let Gretel's weave. Oh, I go back to 1500 BC. Yep. We got the cookie bakery and everything. We got the whole gingerbread house and all of that, my nigga. Real talk. All the goldie locks, the wooden shoes. <laughs> we even got Jack and the Beanstalk, nigga. We found the bones of the giant. That's the animal. Come on now, David and Goliath. <laughs> Boy, and that's, that's how it came down in history. Goddamn fairy tale history. See? <laughs> each one they miss, you can see reoccurring themes. David and Goliath is Jack and the Beanstalk. I shake. I shake. They're telling the same story. Yeah, there's different settings, different names. But, it's, but, but when you look at the overall story, because they only had one way of the they ain't never heard a, they ain't never heard a storytelling, or they never heard they never had a culture of producing myths. They never had a, a culture that grandized their elders. Legends. That's why they're so much into this shit now. 
Because they're fucking late. They synthetically create legends. Motherfuckers say John Wayne was a fucking legend. That nigga was a myth. What do you mean? He was an actor. <laughs> so he was really a myth. Because his actual life and his and his shit on the camera is two different extremes, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. Well, you gotta watch how they do. Oh, he's a legend. These niggas who play basketball and sports, they think it's a legend. You know, in history, recording them niggas' greatness, it's going to be one paragraph for them niggas. Kobe Bryant going to have one paragraph. He was, his daddy was a football, a basketball player. He grew up in Europe. He got this many championships with the Lakers. He retired mm-hmm. at this age. You he forgot about, uh, about rape or white woman. That'll be the first in it. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, that's another sentence, but it's going it's to be a nice paragraph. Ain't going to be no great greatness. And then his autobiography, you may hear some all type of shit about his personal life, but that ain't the man of legend. <laughs> his legend isn't determined on his lifestyle. It's his performance on the court. Y'all see the difference I'm saying? Marcus Garvey is a legend because of his lifestyle. The lifestyle he had in reality, not on the court. You see what I'm saying? You see the point I'm making? The decisions he made, the life he lived. See, they they put titles on your performance on that on the, in the game. How the fuck are you? So, and you can be, you could be a legendary player of that game, but to say that he's a legend, like how they grandized Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan is the greatest player of all times. The nigga put the ball in the hole. Amos Wilson broke this shit down. You got grown men. Like, right now, football season for the start. He said, Amos Wilson, Amos Wilson's a psychologist. He's what? Observing behavior. He said, how do grown men stand around and watch other men in tights get up and run into each other over and over again? The bullshit just don't make a ride. That ain't why I watch football. That ain't why I like it. See? See? A lot of niggas like sports because they played it when they was little, my nigga. It's an actual physical game. It's something you could actually do and accomplish. You can see, you can see your p- progression and progress, and it's fun. You can't do that just thinking. You can't. I'm speaking in general. I'm speaking in general. All right, I say, I fuck with them sports though, nigga. So that ain't you know. But you have to admit. Yeah, you but can't you have, deny the it, it is very, it's, I wouldn't tell nobody that all I know how to do is cut the football. That's all I know how to do. I wouldn't tell nobody that. I would tell it to myself. <laughs> would you? All I know how to do is just play basketball, my nigga. That's all I know how to do. I wouldn't tell nobody that. Like, are you serious? That's all you, that's all you, you know how to do, my nigga? Or that's all you want to do? There is the one, you see. It's the one. I want that lifestyle. I want that easy shit. Give me the ball. Which is conditioning, brother. It's conditioning. We we can't deny that. We cannot deny that we have come out of our goddess mother womb into a conditioned environment. We, we Again, you already know I know that. You already know I know that. I'm taking. I'm just you know. Throwing that out there, you know, just to add on to with, with a brother. Well, I, 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 in my opinion, I felt our brother was going with that. You know what I'm saying? Because we we can tie right back to it being used as a a, 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 
um, cause I'll, how do you say that? Um, in other words, it is to make you forget about your reality. Uh, cathartic. Am I saying it cathartic? And that was what uh, the Cracker cathartic, Beast, cathartic. yeah. That's what the Cracker Beast used uh, as the premise for the foundation of uh, the gladiator bullshit that they had. I mean, it's still the same fucking setup. In terms of one team, one color, the other team, the other color. But in this time period, you know, you're not, the, the men ain't in the arena chopping each other heads off and shit. You know what I'm saying? Now, they have to keep the same, they have to keep the same mentality. And because they understood that the culture was already predicated upon that type of war, that type of, uh, you know what I'm saying, uh, gladiator spirit, they had to keep that. So that's why you got all so many colleges that play football every Saturday, every Saturday and then they do the basketball season, they keep you know, so people can keep that rivalry going without all of that bloodshed, which they know would happen if they didn't have that outlet to see their team with my colors on and our flag, and we're going to stomp on y'all ass tonight. See, they stole that from, okay, football, <laughs> football, what they call soccer. That shit go back to B.C., but it wasn't played in the mannerism as it is now. Those, when you look at any pyramid that you see in Mexico, the lawn area, that's a football arena. Rub, we, we, we got rubber to support that, and them doing trades with Africa with, with rubber. This is some shit archaeologists don't want to talk about. It's a reason why, if you notice, America don't fuck with soccer, which is really original football. They will not fuck with it internationally. Why? Because soccer is still played the same way it's played in ancient times. It's political. What do, what do I mean? It's nation against nation. But instead of fighting with, 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 with armies, they play football. Right. America, listen to what I'm saying, y'all. America will lose a lot of its war momentum, for example. Let's just say they're kicking this shit out of Iraq like they're doing right now. But Iraq is whooping America's ass on the soccer field. That will revitalize Iraqi energy. See, that's how soccer was played. So Europeans created football, the NFL style. And if you look at it, instead of using a rubber ball, like they originally started rubber coming from the earth, they used pig skin. Instead of it being a continued flowing sport, it became a stop-and-play sport. Why do you think there's a reason why referees wear black and white? How are lions? Every nigga on the court, every nigga on the field is a lion. But these lions are letting zebras tell them when to stop, when to drop the ball, when to run. You see what I'm saying? And it never, it never goes beyond the playing field. or the, the politics never go beyond the playing field like they're doing soccer. You got nations who mourn soccer. The whole nation loves soccer players because – the nation has one soccer team. Mm -hmm. When they came to America, what they did was, like, for example, every college in America, every college in America is on top of a Native American uh, 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 culture center. That's some bo You understand what I'm trying to say? <laughs> every, it's just strategic places. They just don't build schools over shit. It's something that was ancient that was there that's, that was of significant value. 
And, and, and all they did was turn the energy on itself by building a monument to serve them. You see the point I'm, what I'm, what I'm making right here? So, all these football teams have the name and titles and symbols of ancient shit, but, they, but they're commercialized and the, 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 the passion for the sport will never go beyond the politics of the real world. You see them soccer fans tearing down stadiums. Look at and, and, and look at the, the Spanish. Okay, when you watch a Spanish, what the Spanish treat niggas on their team on soccer teams the same way Spaniards treated us when they exiled us from Spain. Look, watch, go look that shit up. They had one black soccer player on their team, and they uh, 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 they had they they were throwing bananas on the field, y'all. Say bananas and infamy are, are, are to pay for your infamy. What they talking about infamy? If for, they talking about fourteen ninety one, they talking about the Moors, calling you monkeys and shit. You, you, what Francis Cross Rossi say? A psychologist. Do games you play out what subconscious behavior? I'm speaking in general terms. That's all I'm saying. You know, I got family members who enjoy sports. You know, it's not to be taken. We've been conditioned to like sports. That's what we got to accept. We like it because we've been made to like it, because it's an outlet. You know, I can hit a nigga without going to jail. I can, you know, I can get some of this pressure I got off. You know what I mean? But we have to know that this is a culture that was given to us. My whole point is there, brother, is what the fuck we ain't being conditioned was. That's what the school was for. It lays the foundation. You ain't conditioned yourself. You conditioned in everything. So you just can't use that. That's my whole, that would just be my whole argument. You conditioned for everything. Everything. Amos was going to say, you got, you got to go to their school to get dumb. The reason why they made schools, still to this very day, you got to go to their school to get dumb, to get conditioned. But you know me, I, I bang on the education system. They're going to fuck the sports. That's secondary. Smarty already motherfuckers over here building bombs for the enemy. You understand what I'm saying? The poor motherfuckers, like Amos Wilson say, the poor ain't did it. The poor ain't destroyed the world. The educated and the rich. So, again, that's the problem, the monetization. Capitalism is the fucking enemy, black power. Black power. I agree, and you got to, you got to, we have, if we talk about capitalism, capitalism's main source is sports and entertainment. They don't get paid millions of dollars because they catch footballs and running zones. They catch because they're using their charismatic energy instead of being charismatic and leading your people, you're going to be charismatic and lead this team. And we're going to pay millions of dollars. But so people watch you and live vicariously through that individual. But he, he can't speak out the confines of his or his or her contract. Again, Wall Street and military defense is right up there, brother. So it ain't just the NFL or the NBA. Wall Street and the motherfucking military, number one. Weapons manufacturing is the number one game. Because then I can force you to condition your ass however the fuck I want to. You just like lotion now, baby. And football football ain't the stock on, on, on Wall Street? And like I said, though, you see, you need a military to enforce. 
football be taken. You can't have it without the military. The same billionaires that own football teams don't have their money in CFR, don't have their international affairs. You talking about Robert Kraft? I'm talking about single... I'm talking about single individuals. Like, okay, okay, what's that What's that cracker name in Dallas that owned the Cowboys? Y'all think he got his hand in other shit than football? I say. They're billionaires. They got to. They had money before they got the team. That's how they got them. They got money. That's how they got the team. And you can't get that team unless you went to a – you got to be in an elite group because they won't allow you to buy because you have to have, uh, I believe, over 70% of the other owners that agree What's the difference from getting a job? Well, there's a reason why. There's a reason why they putting their contracts that you niggas can't. You niggas can't buy your own league or buy your own team. That's in their contracts. Otherwise, we'd have been here because look, niggas been getting cheated at their contracts since the sport began. But every nigga who played ball ain't no dumb nigga. Jim Brown, we we got motherfuckers who smart and so forth. But they made sure that they knew. Everything, even with, the, even with look with hip-hop, with the distribution. The biggest crime is what? Y'all trying to pull y'all money together to start distribution. Or y'all trying to pull y'all team together like Jay-Z. They won't let Jay-Z buy the Brook, own the Brooklyn's team by itself. Hell no. Nah. Or a group of blacks. He on a team with a gang of crackers. Mm-hmm. See, like that's Jordan, why you military. like Serena. Yeah, that's real. When you got a military, you got arms. See, that, that's why you got to have the military first. If not, get the fuck out of here. Who the fuck you think you is? You in what army? Still got to have philosophy. You still got to have a philosophy in place to keep the soldiers loyal. I say, I'm out of the position that, and based upon the work of the master teachers that I'm messing with, that's first. I mean, White white supremacy, white racism is what fueled the uh, our military arm that they got today. So African centered or uh, RBG philosophy is what has to fuel the formation of our military shit. Exactly. Then, because then it gives you the reason why you get mad at everything and defend everything because you 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 have you you like when white people say white power it touches everything. It's so it's it's, it's to the point it's subconscious. They move on what 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 if 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 they give you the spotlight on the camera and you say something that's truthful and they know it they move they move subconsciously. It's when you get the cracker as an individual that he you can really crack him open. But you know you. You you a pretty decent savage, but it's when you get around your people that you become more savage than 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 than, than I've noticed talking to you as an individual. You see what I'm saying? But to have that, you know, if if once you know early what it is you need to defend, what you need to protect, and where your love should be, you know, as a man, man gonna defend some anyway. That's why you got you know niggas like you were saying earlier who who gonna jump the fence, who build technology for the enemy, and they're defending the enemy. Because they still men and have something. They go a man gonna defend something. His pride, his ego, his ignorance, something. You know what I mean? But if he got a, a deep program or ideology placed in him, he's been brainwashed with his black power and his red, black, and green. He gonna defend that everything about it. Hmm. 
When you see crackers taking their kids out, they, they move as a unit. They, 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 you know, my little boy, he going to learn to shoot, and he five. I'm always on TV, little young girl, she's about five, six years old, shooting a rifle. White power, right? It's ingrained in her. You know what I mean? It's not something that's superficial. You know, they don't, they're not wearing their KKK uniform every day, all day, but the white power is still there. You see what I'm saying? They in different uniforms. They still moving. But when you hear the talk, you see how they move. You say, oh, these motherfuckers are all one. They all got the same. What's the ideology? White supremacy. It's only a handful of us on the planet, and we ain't trying to leave. And if we mix with y'all, that's going to leave us to leave. So we have to stay, you know. <laughs> I'm just giving an example, but that's how they function. You know, it's deeper than that, believe it or not. You know, because look at look how they run game on their own. You know, when uh, Professor Mackey say they don't even turn on their own, they've done it recently, and, and we didn't even pay attention when they perform ethnic cleansing in Bosnia, and they were killing blonde-haired, blue-eyed Muslims. That was a white on see, they don't they don't blow white on white crime like that though. That was white on white crime. It was white Christians and white Muslims. Well, you would say someone was you know. But Eastern European shit. So, you know, but to get that uniformity, they put ethnic cleansing. What are they cleaning up? They want a certain type of ideology out there. They'll stand for some politics, but they won't stand for some. They stand like, like, like you know. But I'm speaking in general. I'm speaking in general. The effects just generally affect on our people from engaging in their, um, in their, um, uh, their games and practices and so forth. You know, we doing it to survive, you know, but they, they doing it, you know, and they be and them scouts be saying, even Mike Houston, she was in seventh grade or, or, you know, sometimes younger than that. What is it? Damn. That, that's kind of scary to some extent. You know what I mean? They know something about us. Now, if they do the same thing in sports with that, they do the same thing with intellect and rebellion. Look at the little family, the Malcolm, Malcolm X, Malcolm Little. That little family, his father, look, and look at the grandson. They had a, they, they know certain generations have different tendencies because they, they raised us as slaves. Each slave had different characteristics. So we need to go back to the slave aspect. Not all, not all slaves, you know, some of them was, was looked upon for their physical attributes, but we're talking about human beings. And we're talking about us having more of an influence on them. We look at the... There's some sick savagery behind it, but there's some love and care behind that shit, too. They needed us. No other people, I mean, we, they, they'll say slavery existed in certain societies, yes. But it wasn't at the extent of Europeans where the whole economy depended on. They depended on black slavery like they had depended on nothing else. And look at, it, look at what came out of it. That's where we connect everything. Look at the medical practices, for example. They, they came to experimenting on slaves. So they know some, some niggas is tolerant to pain. Some of them just to put in this, this Tiki experiment. They know the ones who got good immune systems, the one who can catch good footballs, the one who going to talk back, the one who may know how to read, even though I can't, I won't, you know what I'm saying? If I see this nigga reading, I'm hanging him. But, you know, <laughs> you know, and I, you know, and they know the ones who, you know, who is intellectually smarter than them. During the Black Plague, they thought we couldn't catch that shit. When they would break out, they would, they, they would, you have, they put that shit in that movie, um, was it Uncle Tom's Cabin? 
the cracker broke out sick. First thing he ordered was two black naked black women to sleep in the bed with him. As if they would absorb his sickness. <laughs> so he they know a lot about us, to, you know, so we need to put that shit in the context. They just focusing on how, how to do that. Our, uh, we're impressed by your savage athleticism when we watch you guys play sports. There's a cracker talker. Look at look at the, look at the comment the cracker made uh, uh, for the Clippers. They, you know, let's be real. Ache, and you know to back that up again. We got what they what the cracker beast called the father of gynecology, J. Marion Sims. Uh, born January 25th, 1813, uh, to November 13th, 1883, and he used enslaved African women as experimental subjects. Okay? No anesthesia, no nothing. And and his most significant work is supposed to be the repair of the vagina, uh, vaginal fistula, vesicle vaginal fistula, a severe complication of obstructed childbirth. Now you know that wouldn't apply to us. So he was because African women are built. Our pelvic region is built for childbirth. So. He used enslaved our uh, enslaved African goddess mother to practice sick, torturous experiments for the cracker beast bitch. And uh to um Add to what the brother was saying in, in relationship to soccer, because when he was saying, I was thinking of this article I had just seen, but I cannot find it at this moment. This brother, he was one, he looked African, one hundred percent. Forgot where he came from, but he was on the field playing against the Cracker Beast, and they were calling him racial slurs, and he went for him, you know, and a fight broke out. But while I'm looking for that, what do I find? This is an he is considered the ambassador of indigenous Australians, and you can tell by the, his features that he is the byproduct of rape by the savage uh, cracker beast out of um, England, and his name is Adam Goulds, right? And he said this this incident happened in 2013. At this time, and at the time of the print of this article, which was July, hold on. This was July 29th this of this year. He's thinking about retiring. And why? Just a little bit here. The mother of a 13-year-old girl who called Adam Goodies, or I don't know how you pronounce it, but it's G-O-O-D-S, an ape during the AFL, and I automatically started thinking about football, because you got the AFL League, if I'm correct, or division. Uh, AFL's indigenous round in 2013, and the mother has blamed him for the booing he continues to endure from AF, AFL crowds, okay? He has taken an indefinite leave from the Sydney Swans and is, and, and is reported to be considering retiring from the game in the wake of attacks he has endured 
from some members of the media and public figures. The mother, even though they put his whole name here, the mother identified only as Joanne says goodies uh, should have should have not singled out her daughter for using the racial slur, and blamed the altercation for booing and criticism on him, on him that that he has faced. She says if he hadn't done done it, he wouldn't be having the problems he's having now. He probably should apologize. Because maybe he should have picked his target a little bit better. That's that's right now. That's twenty fifth. You hear this bullshit? Now y'all invaders in their land. It ain't too many of them left, and you can tell by the raping of them when you look at what he looked like. She calls him a derogatory slur in the game. He talks about it, and he wrong. Not the child of goddamn cracker beast parents that's raising this bitch. Well, let's see here. Uh, the Guardian, this is a article. This is the Twitter.
But yeah, I'm I'm looking at him. He definitely has the he has the features. Um, you can see that right across the top of his head, the most the whole facial structure. He looked like one of them quadruples. Oh, 
don't really know what it means right now. That's interesting. I want to look into it. So he bolted back on the scene and ran away. You know, that had a scare us all with his back. Um, we don't know if it's in full force yet. We'll see him a little bit if it's, in, if it's back in full force. Really, really to do some damage to him. We don't know as of yet. We just uh, see that it hit barely home. And as they said, it's very uh, taking a toll of over 11,300 victims. This is a, uh, I'm not really sure what kind of disease this uh, Ebola really is. Um, it seems to have several different strands, and um, having these several different strands, you can't really make out exactly uh, which ones are the, you know, when they show when they show this stuff to you in slides, you know, you have to take your eye and look and see what's what. But you never can trust what they're really showing you. So I don't really know too much about this Ebola virus except for that it allegedly has popped up in Africa. We don't know. We don't have any record for it uh, before this day and age. That's what we do know. So whatever it is, they come about since the white man does black. We'll blame it on the white man. Uh, and, and that's jokingly but seriously because I've had also seen uh, information that has patents on said Ebola virus. And we'll pull that information up. The same thing as the AIDS virus. The AIDS virus seems to not kill us quick enough. Africa is having a growth uh, spurt, it seems. The Africans all over, uh, and all in all, having growth spurts. They're not losing numbers like they want to lose. So, you know, uh, they come back with another uh, concoction. It's the same uh, thing. Different day, same thing. Yeah, um, for the Africans in order to accumulate their resources and not, and I won't even say death for all of us, just death for enough that our population is low enough where they can just use us and they don't have no fear that we can take over. Right now, they're scared. Numbers on our side. The numbers on our side. Really, you take the head, you got them. Because with this side of the philosophy that we must espouse, you got to also, you know, we know that that philosophy is going to bring about military first. That's where it's going to, it's going to militarize your mind state. You know what I'm saying? Your philosophy, because it's the damn time that we in.
do business in the community, and he wanted to be able to start pushing some of the other businesses out. So I was like, all right. So this ideology was that we we need black businesses in black neighborhoods and no Indians and Arabs and the restaurant owners and stuff. So I was agreeable with that. I said, all right, black man. You know what? That sounds real good to me. And uh, so I got his information. And uh, if you're in Connecticut, in New Haven, hit him up. Like I said, it's 501 Dixwood Avenue. Um, phone number 475-202-9979. Brother Lily, you out here? What's that? Alright, I wanted to put in is that KMT apparel dot com? I say. Alright. I just wanted to I wanted to put put that in. Just wanna make sure. And that's uh KMT apparel dot com. Uh that's the only from now South Carolina above Colleen Reed. You know, just uh, give him a hit. You know, uh, check out the products that he, he got. Got some exclusive uh, things for you. Check him out. Give him a uh, you know, give him a ring. I mean, check his website out, and he'll definitely get back at you in a timely manner if you got any questions on any of the products. What else we got rocking? But uh, let's see. Uh, family, uh, did y'all speak on an article that uh our sister uh, Makia put in there about the um second uh cracker beast pig that was uh they're suspecting homicide of the off-duty cracker beast pig in Texas? I don't think we hit. I don't think we hit that. I think we just we just uh, spoke on it that it happened again, but we didn't really hit the story. Well, I, I just bring this up because when I checked the link, you know, you, you can see the propaganda in effect. Uh, uh, before you even read the article, this is from CNN, so you already know uh, they got the story highlights and and the third. Uh, thing that they highlight is very interesting. That uh, there's no indication that random law enforcement personnel are being targeted, says the chief of this police department. That statement is very interesting because when you read the article, you know, it, it goes on to say, uh, the officer's death comes days after the shooting death of a deputy in Harris County, Texas. 
which has sparked allegations that targeting of law enforcement officers could be on the rise. Now, who's sparking these allegations? Which, you know, the story, uh, the article is not going to reveal. That's propaganda. Now, I haven't delved into it to really get a sense of where what angle they're going with this, but they're putting a seed out there. Now, the interesting thing about this article, he's found home alone. So why would there be suspicions that uh, the pigs are being targeted? You found home, you found dead in your crib, the first suspects are the people that live in the house with you. So if there hasn't been any investigation yet, you're just starting it, why would that be thrown out there in the article on CNN? To put the put the damn pigs on high alert, that way they'll shoot more of them. And it makes our men targets. So if if, if you got on red, black, and green, you could be a target. Just because you're rocking them colors. It don't make no sense to me why that would be in there like that. Yep, because, you know, they're going to use it. Well, you know, um, it's been a lot of random shooting, so, you know, I was in fear for my life because, you know, they already throw that out there, you know, when it's nothing. So they really going to use that one. So I guess in other words, I mean, family, be careful. Do what you got to do to survive. I say and get that training up, all right, because it's setting the stage. Listen, we know our baby can be three years old, and a cracker beast pig, after murdering this three-year-old child, will say, I, I was in fear of my life. And the psychology child, that he might really be. Not and just on some just on just some consciousness. If they can gun down a twelve year old child, Tamar Rice, has he got a toy gun? You know that's actual. You know they'll go there. I was in fear of my life. Even a brother that's 18 in Missouri that they recently murdered. They said he was turning around. Autopsy report that came out last week said he couldn't have been turning around. He was shot in the back and his spine was severed. Paul went through the heart. 
Uh, Ball Bay, can't think of his first name right now. Forgive me, fam. Every black child, uh, as Brother Ludo always speaks on, uh, every black child uh, should be learning uh, self-defense. I really don't like to go here like that on, on on the show. You know, I prefer this dialogue when it's just us. But this real, all the family needs, every child, boy, girl, every African child. It, it, you ain't, it ain't, I don't even think there's an age too young to start them. Nope. Once they can walk, talk, it's on. You need 10,000 hours, family, 10,000 hours in the 24-hour day, including sleep and everything else. The same grandma always taught me, man, ain't nobody playing in this world with you, love. Better stop playing. I can't wait to hear more on this. They'll probably have something on it by tomorrow. On this um, death out here in Abilene. Wait a minute, now this happened Monday. Wait a minute, today, no, today ain't Monday. And we'll hear about these police shootings forever. But no, nothing about the sister Sandra Bland, right? That's as if it never happened. And when I heard this bullshit, because I normally don't watch the news and nothing like that, but when I saw the article, I said, let me see what the news got to say about it. And they tied that in to there being a thin blue line. They're having problems with getting recruits to serve on the police force throughout the country, you know. So they interview a cracker beast bitch cop. And she goes, oh, well, you know, it's probably due to all the negative media that the police has gotten. And that's this. It ain't justified now. 
It ain't negative. That's truthful media. The little bit that we do get about them shooting. But what they leave out is that they want to say negative media about the police, but they never want to talk about how the police uh, get off from murdering innocent black men and boys and girls and women. Never to spend a day in jail. Now, the Baltimore shit, you might actually get a cop that go to jail. Why? Because they got three African black traders up there. So they might catch it. Black Power. Black Power? Oh, okay. I'm trying to see if I'm still connected. Tap, tap. Okay, ah.
Black Power? Yeah, Black Power, I'm over here talking pops. That's why I'm over here. Okay, Pop, I'm going to chop it over to you in a minute. <laughs> yeah, Black Power to your pops. <laughs> yeah, I'm over here talking. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. All that shit is fake mythology. The whole thing we just talked about earlier in regards to... um. Stone hands, they can't put no cultural significance behind that shit. You know, you gotta, you know, you gotta have a filter before you, you know, really, really soak up anything that's really put out, you know, first. Otherwise, you're gonna just take it and, and be gone, lost in the sauce. Brother, that's true, you know, because, you know, we have been conditioned to believe whatever the beasts tell us. Whatever they put in their books is supposed to be world is bomb. Right. And conditioning is a form of education, right? Mm-hmm. So if they made, they, 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 they know the power of influence. They know the power in really subtle possession on possessing individuals with ideas, putting, 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 uh, uh, I like to say putting bugs in people's ears. You see what I'm saying? And they've got so well at it. You know, they've mastered it through religion. They've seen how people would defend the culture of religion so much. So now they can create it in every aspect. But it's done through what, what's the method that they use to do it? Education. You know, you have to be taught the culture, and, and you know, human beings because we function in numbers. Even though we 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 our 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 success has been upon our group organization, and we've been infused with this idea of individualism. You know, I like to look back at nature when we use this type of aspects. You know, the organization of of of, of you know, we talk about insects, for example. Insects who build. They that building aspect is function on their organized numbers because they organize. They function as one unit in such synchronicity. You know what I'm saying? They oftentimes because they they so much in tune that they they speak. You know the way they even talk is it, it's a uniformity when they even talk. They they went past using even probably words to discuss. You know what I mean? Because words take too much time. They 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 communicate through dances. You talking about bees? You know, movements with the antennas. You know, they even leaving chemical. They communicate through chemicals. I'm gonna leave a little chemical trail. You know, so they've they've moved people past the individual subtleties of of conversation in terms of teaching, educating, and building. You see what I'm saying? The colonies in which you know, listen how the European even defined the setup. The colonies. Ants have colonies. Each ant is is given an individual task, but he serves an agenda given to him by his creator, the queen. If you can, if you can ultimately control the 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 aspect of information that the the mother teaches the child from, and if you can, and you know the tactic that's used that you know it's through fear. 
then she then that's gonna be the, the message that's gonna be taught. That's gonna be educated. You know what I mean? That's the care now that goes into it. Tomorrow morning, their system is dependent on us sending our kids to day schools. <laughs> Look how much money that shit supply. Look how many non-African people depend on that. Depend on your child being dumb. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. The bus from the bus driver. I'm talking about the one that draw the big one and the little one. Them two different jobs and two different pays. Don't know why. Or well, one one dealing with special ed children, right? To the to the crosswalk. The teachers. Now, now this another aspect too, because we was talking about sports earlier. Look how much money that colleges make off of this extracurriculum activities. Do y'all know that they don't get shit off of that? When you watch like Duke and them be fucking stacked basketball games and football games, million dollar shit. The only reason it's that it's considered professional is because there's professional gambling involved. We forgot that part. Anything that's professional has money in it, that's gambling. Big stakes makes big money makes it professional. Professional pool player. Well, okay, this nigga's winning million dollar pots. That's the professionalism and the money aspect behind it, right? But before they get to that professional aspect of it, not for not not for something. See, pool is still an individual sport. That's that's probably why it is. Like most individual sports are hard, but team sports, team sports, because it's involving a lot of players. Look how they run that racket. You know what I mean? In in the colleges, that's uh, uh, what was old boy. Uh, uh, oh, I can't think of his name. Played for U.S. He was the coach for USC. That nigga was getting million dollar salary out of college. Million dollars. The fuck, nigga. You are just a football coach. You're getting a million-dollar salary and the and all the – and he was about five, six years. And all the fucking students under him, and I think it's like 81. I want, I'm exaggerating. But but maybe I think a, a full football team is like 60, 70 people on one football team, and he's the only one getting paid. This is in college. The only one who gives the money – all this goes to the university. When football season over, the basketball, they get all that money. Yeah, brother Mikra, how, how they how they really do it, man, is is the football and basketball team of the college. They make the money for the rest of the whole for the rest of the whole like all the other uh, sports and activity shit. You know what I'm saying? So so like so like. I hear we got Texas University, right? Shit, where they, where they, they, they football team bring in so much money. You see what I'm saying? That it don't matter if the basketball team any good or not. You know what I'm saying? They gonna have a big amount of money just off of they share from from what the football. Cause how they like I I did something like uh like if the football team see twenty million. Then, then they gonna break that twenty down and say bas- uh, 
basketball to get this much, volleyball to get this much. You see what I'm saying? So so when your kid come in that school and he and he the best basketball player, the best football player, he really he really pulling he pulling everybody along, including the the chess players, the the volleyball players, the swimmers, the you know what I'm saying? Everybody seeing a piece of that action. Hell yeah, you right. Even when they sorry teams, because when you go buy their apparel, all that money goes to the university. The university got it in so good. They they the university got deals with Nike. So it's a conglomerate. You know what I'm saying? It's a, it's a group of COOs and millionaires and billionaires. That shit served just as much as it served the armed forces. In fact, most motherfuckers who joined the armed forces at one point uh, 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 was involved because they see the groupness in it. You know what I'm saying? Especially football. They the ones using it right, though. I'll say that because look how the military use their shit. They do the they keep they they use the sport for what it should be: army versus navy. Ain't no, they, you know, they test their strength. Ain't no 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 subtle names. With no false logos, you know, and mascots behind, them. and none of them, and, and 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 it's it's considered a privilege to even play on this team. I'm well, I'm I'm at a, I was when I was going a uh, Cal State several with this shit was uh uh that was a branch of a sister's family from uh, Cal Berkeley, but the goddamn overseer, this nigga makes what. Oh, what, what was this nigga's salary last year? Six hundred thousand plus a personal bank account, a home, and two cars. Because because he has to be on standby if anything, you know, if they get a call. So he has a home to a provider for him and two cars. So this big money in this shit. That's a small. Now I'm pretty sure Texas, everything big in Texas. So shh. Because so, some of them, some of them towns don't have nothing but you know the the uh, little. They might not have a, a professional uh, a sports team, but they may have a big college though, and that's just as good as going. Because you see in the next upcoming professional. Man, bro, if if coaches make a hundred million, that should help. That that should so big, bro. That should help Oklahoma get their money. It help. TCU get they all of them other little schools in the conference go get a go get a a, a piece of a piece of the hundreds of millions that's coming up in this motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? But they working the, the the kids, you know, the young our young men, you know, who, who mostly are playing those sports, and I mean they getting rich. Somebody pocketing in some of that money. And then I mean I heard a lot of story about the about the boys getting in trouble, you know, for getting mixed up and selling drugs, trying to get some money just to eat, you know, because you don't really get any money if you know you can't work if you playing sports. I mean, how are you gonna do that? And unless they pay you under the table, which I know they got scared to do that now. Yeah, it's so much a record. They got undercover police that watch the the, the react the, the interact the money the money reactions between star players at Ivy League or big schools. I mean, let's look at I mean uh 
LeBron James, for example, he did this shit right though. The nigga was in the uh, Hummer. He he made sure he got his he he got paid. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but he one of a lot who ain't even got you know motherfuckers and blew their body out. You know college players right now, star college players in various sports right now, niggas is in dorms. Why they motherfucking coaches is buying limousines? That's you know, stressful. Uh, 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 one of the biggest teams of all time, man. Uh, the Fab Five. They talked about that. You know what I'm saying? And how uh, they was. You know what I'm saying? Everybody. I I was a kid at that time, so I remember. You know what I'm saying? How big influence Michigan had on on their on basketball. You know what I'm saying? And they was talking about how they 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 was. You know what I'm saying? Riding around in dune buggies. Riding around in a little doom bucket, <laughs> watching their jerseys get sold out the store. Man, look at that shit. That shit ain't shit but slavery, man. Slavery in another form. Shit. I can't think of the brother who wrote a book a few years ago called The um, $40 Million Slave. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. a study needs to be done to see just how much uh, these college uh, uh, teams, and I'm talking about football and basketball, because that's what bringing the real money. You know, baseball, we'll throw on, on, on the third tier, but it's really the football and the basketball, these college, uh, 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 these universities bringing in the money. And a report should be done, a study needs to be done to see how much of the wealth that is being accumulated by these athletes is contributing to the wealth of the state itself. Because, you know, you got the billion-dollar TV contracts that these universities are involved in as well. And then they fight. A lot of them colleges, the sport is the only thing they got. You know what I'm saying? In Alabama, Alabama University, football is all they got, man. That shit is in the middle of the woods. That shit is, you know what I'm saying? Ain't nobody stay. Don't nobody stay there. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just sit back there and and a nigga trying to get out there and, 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 and all his life trying to work to get out there and go to Alabama to play football. And get out there and find out that shit in the middle. Of that shit is a plantation in the middle of the goddamn middle of the goddamn field. <laughs> and when y'all had mentioned, I had thought of, uh, I had heard about this. So I had to, I shared it in the hangout just now. Um, it was about a group of players, uh, college athletes that came together saying that they should be um, paid. And um, I shared in the uh, group, um, the NCAA must allow college players, um, colleges to pay athletes, judge rule. Now, this hasn't been enacted yet. This was August the 8th. This article was August the 8th, uh, 2014. Yeah, that's the Ben. I think that was, no, that wasn't no Ben in case. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think of it. I had seen this. Huh? He ruled in favor of the players. 
Yeah, because I had seen, I couldn't think of when it was, but obviously it had to be last year, um, I had seen a report of uh, these uh, brothers who had came together, actually formed a group, and I cannot think of the name of it. Um, and if memory serves correct, they were college basketball players. I think I don't think it was football players, but it was college basketball players that yeah. was talking about how much money these universities are making. And it, it's it's worse. To, I mean, damn, if you are $40 million slave, what are they? And as the brother mentioned, if they get hurt in college, that's a, that's a wrap. Yeah, they out of there. Mm-hmm. So these universities are making hundreds of millions of dollars. And let's remember now, they playing on a pro level. It may not be all the way there, but it's, it's damn near there in terms of physicality, uh, training, contact, all that shit. And, and see, and there's some pro money being exchanged hands, too. People gambling on it? Fucking right. And this is not, I'm just looking at it a little bit. This don't even got to do with paying them to play for the college. This is the fact that they wanted money for their names and images and video games and yeah. uh, television broadcasts. Yeah, that's the O'Bannon case right there that you're talking about. The uh, O'Bannon, uh, they was talking about they was using them brothers' names on the video game and, and, <laughs> and getting hundreds of million dollars out the video games and not giving a penny. Yeah, the brother sued a, a red cent. That's how you have stingy and goddamn and the decision of the O'Bannon uh, case would allow universities to offer football players in the top ten conferences. So that only applies to Division One, a top ten conferences, excuse me, and all Division One men's basketball players trust funds that could be tapped after graduation, giving players a chance to share in the billions of dollars in television revenue they help generate for their colleges in the NCAA. It's not supposed to take effect. Well, the ruling which would take effect in 2016 does not mandate that the players, for the players to be paid, but it could allow universities to engage in bidding wars for the best athletes. So you still, so you see, they still raping us. You know what I mean? They they raping our yeah, young men man, and shit. You know? That shit sounds like that shit is just. Oh, I ain't going to say it even sound like, man, that shit ain't nothing but the damn, the damn shit where they used to come and grease your ass up <laughs> and see who can jump the highest and, get, and, and, and see who can goddamn get the highest bidder up in this shit. <laughs> I say, King, you ain't never lie. Uh, slavery has not ended. Okay? The plantation system is still in motherfucking effect. In every aspect of our lives, whether you're doing a nine to five or whether you're playing Division One football, mm-hmm. 
and the history, the history show you. And they showing us. Uh, they showed us in, J- in Django where boxing came from. What was there between Jack Johnson and that brother that was fighting for Leonardo DiCaprio? What was the difference? One of them got a big old tall beard. Give him a tall beard. And the other one get to sleep with white women, right? When the Spaniard lost, what'd he do? He got mad. Went to, the bar, went to the bar and ordered a drink. And thought he was talking to a dumb nigga, asked a smart nigga, what's your name? Django. How you spell it? Nigga. D-G-A-N-G-O, nigga. The D is silent. You know what I'm saying? He probably didn't even know how to read. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. but, but you know that that's the movies, and we gotta remember that's a mild version because the the reality is that if if that whoever the losing African was, there's a strong probability he was whipped to the bone, got thirty lashes, might have been put in one of the little uh, torture uh, uh, mm-hmm. uh, 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 devices that they had. You know, yeah. these are monsters. And they ain't going to never show the true brutality of who they are and what they have done to us in film. The closest I've never seen was a, a Goodbye Uncle Tom right now. Mm-hmm. I think all we got to look at is, is how they train, how, how dogs are trained, like pit bulls are trained to fight. And, and, and they came up with that. You know what I'm saying? Dog breeding and fighting dogs and all that. That's white, that, that's white people shit. You know what I'm saying? That we just copy. So all of them tactics and methods, the tor- them torture methods, all of them, you know what I'm saying, putting the dog on the treadmill so he can run faster, hanging the meat up in the air, hanging it so his teeth can get strong, all that shit come from crackers, man. You know what I'm saying? So you know if they had all them damn torture methods for a dog, how many torture methods they had on a nigga? And you know if a dog lose a fight, what 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 the niggas do to a dog if he lose a fight? You know what I'm saying? Where's my dick? And an argument, brother, could be made. The breeding techniques that they're using for dogs is what they used on us initially. That's damn right. Has anybody got the Willie Lynch book handy now? Fuck all the shit about it's supposed to have been re- written recently. One of the things that is not recent is a picture in there. And I believe it's the Allen of Barbados. Where they got two black men, right, in a circle, fighting each other for their entertainment. Mm-hmm. I say, I say, regardless to when they feel like it was 
was written, it does not mean that those tactics were not used. Because it was used. I say, Queen, that's how I feel, too, because you can you got evidence here. And then we got works of master teachers like Dr. Amos backing that right up. Yep. And then also, too, if they was to really write a real history of what the fuck went that happened on in slavery, it would look like a it would look like a myth. That's how savage and horrific that shit was. You know what I'm saying? No one could, no one with a logical or no human could fashion that the treatment we suffered was even conceivable. You know what I'm saying? So that's one thing too to consider. Mm, Black power. Black power. When I seen when I uh, first looked at Goodbye Uncle Tom, I had to go Google. I said, man, this shit ain't real. I said, I know this can't be real. Especially when you seen them uh, cranking that nigga mouth open, you know what I'm saying? And then when they when they done knocked out this chiseling out the nigga teeth, and then whenever they done open it, then they force feeding the slots and then man, I was like, ah, oh, these niggas out of control. These niggas out of control, man. I had to go look up to see, you know, that it was based on real accounts from people. Mm-hmm. I believe it's that book, uh, The Particular Institution. Oh, excuse me. Oh,
know, there was some questionable scenes in there that, you know, wasn't right. True, but you know what? We we do need that visual, and uh, and again, we have remember this shit is mild. What they showing? I mean, it wasn't mild for me. It took me a long time to get through this movie. So you can only imagine what it was really fucking like. Yeah. The lawless, yo, man. Hmm. The inhumanity of it all, like, yo. Our people need to go over this history, though. We we need this. We cannot forget, and we got to understand who we are dealing with. These are the same motherfuckers. The back, just like in the movie, the backdrop has changed, but it's the same motherfucking people. If the people from then, they children are still making money off of what they did to our ancestors. Still fucking rich. Mm-hmm. And I bet a lot of them own football professional teams, too. Mm. Oh, yeah, like the cracker who... Uh, who, who did he call a nigga? Uh, he got mad because his woman was talking to somebody. Donald Sterling, the Cracker Beach Jew. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, but you like nigga money, don't you? And just like an enslavement, he got a Cracker Beach bitch that he married to, but he uh, sleeping with... Um, I, I'm going to say a, 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 a person, um, a melanated person, because this one is a, a hybrid, clearly. But, you know, the same fucking mentality. You got the cracker beast bitch in your plantation, but you're out here raping my mama. Hello? Hello? Like hell. Okay, okay, okay. And the car on the other line, I hear nobody. <laughs> well, my friend, what I brought in my, my great is like, um, making an over-sensitive service, sorry. I hear you, bud. What you said? Well, Oh, I'm alive, drop. I ain't getting no reception for some reason. So, uh, I mean, it ain't me, I don't know. Oh, okay. Yeah, it ain't me, uh, so I'm falling back. It's just going to, I'm surprised I'm back on. It's going just, it ain't working. I'm back on. I don't know what I missed. Uh, what they, just command that number on it? Black power? Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what I meant. I've been trying to get on, so. Yeah, but she, you right about that, though, man. We can't never forget that shit. You know what I'm saying? 
That's that shit, man, they got there. You know what I'm saying? I, I talk to people every day, man. I see, like, a lot of people, man, don't have no connection to that shit, man. Man, I'm just thankful for the, for the brothers and the sisters up there, man, at the, at the center, man, that, that put us through that, that same corporate experience, man. Because if you go through there ain't no way you can't feel a connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was that was somewhat traumatizing. Um, they had another one where they actually had a um, where they went wow. out to a farm to to do the uh, reenactment of what our ancestors went through uh, coming over, and that was the experience we went through. We uh, were tied up, and it you know as we was getting tied up. One of the sisters there, she started telling the story, you know what I'm saying, of what happened, like, you know, like taking you back, you know what I'm saying. Um, and she, we was tied together, laid on the ground, and, you know, the sister just went went into the story in the dark. And like I say, I'm just like, I don't know. Since that day, I, I haven't been the same. Just like, you know so what I'm saying, was, like, was, like the animals was with me. You know what I'm saying, for real. Like, I feel like they with me. Yeah. And they, you know what I'm saying, don't forget shit. You remember that part whenever, uh, whenever she pulled the girl up out of there? Screaming, you know what I'm saying, the girl started screaming. You remember that shit? When she pulled the girl from where? She pulled the she pulled the girl from the other end. She pulled the girl off the off the uh off the rope with everybody and, and they like took her out. And they and it was at the part where she was saying like, uh, your 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 sisters me she was like, Me, your sisters being white boy coming down and uh and, and just having their choice of which woman of which your woman they want. You can't. What what can you do? Remember, she was like that. It's, yeah. They grabbed, they grabbed that girl and girl. That shit had me fucked up right there, boy. I'm like, oh man. Niggas down here tired. Of this nigga coming and throwing water on the nigga. <laughs> and sure, that wasn't nothing but a a a baby reenactment. I couldn't even imagine. You know, having to make that journey like that. I got a bad back, so me just laying flat on my back like that for that length of time, I was in a lot of pain, you know, just from that. But still, you know, it wasn't even on a level that they suffered to get here. And I just think it's real disrespectful, you know, for for any of our people to say, you know, like, shit, like, they don't have nothing to do with now or what, you know, because those, those people, they still, they still here. They, they, they in you. That's why you here. It wasn't nothing special you did. You didn't do nothing special. What right, baby? Mm, like power. <clears throat> then that shit kind of just showed you, like, I mean, we all just think of that shit as just like a slave ship ride. You know what I'm saying? Nigga got on the boat and nigga was here. You know what I'm saying? Man, that shit, 
they they showed you how long that shit took, man. How how much niggas had the goddamn nigga had nigga had to have your mind set on not dying. You know what I'm saying? You there you there three four months making a trip just to the dungeon. Then you in the dungeon up to a year, two years. Then you on a trip over here, see. Man, them niggas were superheroes, man. Yeah, Black power. Black power. See, that's why when you when you watch them type of when you watch when when, when you watch them type of documentaries and you sometimes you know you can read and sometimes be able to visualize that shit in your own mind. That, that and sometimes that shit be so horrific a motherfucking TV screen couldn't even be able to get the detail of that shit. And see what it does is for Europeans is for the crackers is. When they when they, they they know niggas who rebellious are motherfuckers who like to bring that up. And niggas who like to bring that up know about the history. And when they know niggas know about the history, they become very uneasy, as they should. And see motherfuckers who you know just be like, Oh, he okay, they didn't change and this we all the same Them the motherfuckers who can't stomach and choose not to. You know, the motherfuckers catch uh, uh, sister, come here and say, uh, 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 historical amnesia very quick. Selective. Yeah, yeah, selective uh, uh, historical amnesia. It's not, uh, you know, unconscious uh, uh, amnesia. It's it's very selective. You know, whenever whenever they get reminded, then she just pops up. Oh, I don't want to hear nothing about my past, you know. But then when you do a, uh, 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 let's do a criminal diagnostic on the cracker. If a nigga go to jail for a murder and he, you know, he, you know, they cracked the, uh, they cracked the shed a light on him, and they, they released him, and he, you know, the murder weapon was a, a knife, for example. You would think if this criminal was reformed, or if he had any, they would stay away from people and knives, right? Yeah. When you watch them documentaries, you just ask the question: If white folks was really sincere about that shit, then why in 2015 are they still using the same tactics? When a nigga right. becomes, when black men become very unruly. They want to pull out the chains. <laughs> you would think they would stay away from chains and black people as much as possible. And yeah. that's that's the that's the mentality I bring the police in terms of and, and and I've been kind of successful. You know, it's, there's no success to uh, how to, you know the, uh, uh, there's no success to proper police pullover. There's only procedures and you know guidelines and they can be taught. But I've noticed when I use that type of feel, like nah man, you ain't gonna get my honest respect putting them chains on me. Not cuffs, chain. You know, watch the. La- it's language. Language is warfare. The language you use. You know, how you, you know, you're not gonna. You know, but as my pop say, whenever the police pull you over, you need to check. Ch- you know, uh, look at that shit as you got caught slipping, and you didn't get caught slipping by somebody who you thought was a killer, or somebody who you uh, uh, read about being a killer. You got pulled over by one of the most racist, most Savage killers, mm-hmm. the one that really murdered your, your 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 ancestors. And when you when you got that shit in mind, you talk to them a whole lot different. Oh, different your, ID, your driver's license, your registration, a lot different. They pick up on a different energy. It's not fear that they fear because, like the brother said, them they was heroes. Them was heroes enduring that pain. So, shit, what the fuck could you do to me? You know what I'm saying that that, that you ain't done already. In fact, you ain't even prepared to do that shit because you're not the. Because oftentimes they using a lot of these wannabes. All of these they ain't crack. They ain't even crackers. 
of them is Latinos. A lot of them is uh, uh, Miss Breeze. They doing a lot of the dirty work for the European in, in uniform. You know what I'm saying? So we need to keep that keep that in mind and keep that you know keep that history of that reality of savagery alive because they want to hide that. And when you know what an, when you, you got a thorough knowledge of what an individual has done to you, you ain't got to you know you can see when things are coming. You know, we've endured, like the brother just said, ancestors who've been chained down, and that take a mind state. That, you know, imagine being, imagine, you know, some of the journeys was about six months, seven, eight months, with bad weather, little to no food, and you still chained down in one position. And, and Crackers is just now talking about going to Mars. And it takes, people, people do this all, y'all, it takes six months to fly in space to go to Mars one way and six months to come back. Oh, I bet you it's going to be some black people going on that trip if they go. Because I don't think the European mind, hell no. Look, what the European, uh, uh, they did a study of Europeans who, who try to go without sleep for 21 days. I think the, the seventh, the eighth day, it was some mayhem going on. You see what I'm saying? So, real, <laughs> see. And, and it's the slavery part really ain't for white people to see and reminisce. It's really for us to embody, and we need to let them fill us out, and that shit was real, and, and, and know how to, you know, how to deal with them. But, you know, when we get our chance and opportunity and, you you know, you catch one of them slipping, then, you know, you ain't even got to tell nobody. Handle your business. But in terms of when they pull over on, on, on us and, and, and you ain't got that thing on you and you probably ain't in the right, right mind, look at it like you just got caught slipping. Like, damn, the savage, you know, got caught. You know, I'm not finna get a savage beast nothing to work with, but I'm not finna yield no more than I have to. Mm-hmm. But that's that. We don't need to be, we don't need to be on no cameras, talking on media. We know they work together. Yo, you've been, you've been doing more dirt on me than anything. So, and, and I don't even have to tell you that. You know that. So, no, no, no comments. We have an off policy talking on, on, on the camera with, or, or, or with any news reporters or anything. That's how we need, we need to go on a great blackout. And just not say too much of nothing. We have said enough. I say, you know, you make me think of what I heard uh, Baba Maddox speak on. Because every time one of our people are murdered, right, by the Cracker Beast Pig or a, a trader doing their work, normally it's a Cracker Beast Pig, let's, let's be real. They use the statements of our people who witnessed what happened against the victim when it comes to trial or the grand jury. They did it in the Michael Brown case. They did it in the Trayvon Martin case. We should not speak to them at all. Black power. What they say? What they say, sometimes you do more damage by not talking on certain matters when you think, you know, when the enemy wants you to, just to get a, you know, that's a temperature gauge, just to check a nigga temperature. We don't know comment, no comment at this time. And then, you know, they're going to push, you know, uh, we don't want to make any comments until uh, we learn more facts. They'll start giving you facts. That's how cold they are. To get a reaction out you so they can test your temperature. Yes, how you doing? Uh, 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 
you know, this is Channel 7 News. How do you feel, a few on the ground, about such and such happening? Oh, well, first off, no comment right now until, uh, you know, uh, I don't know really what happened and I want to get some more facts. They're going to start giving you facts. Yeah. No comment. No comment, no comment. And then you put together what, what the news said to you then, trying to get you to make a comment, and what they said to you after when you didn't want to make no comment. And you're going to find out that they're going to say something about you anyway. <laughs> mm-hmm. But they won't be able to use your words against you. You know, we we have been conditioned to uh, take our grievances to the media, our enemy. You know, our, our evidence is uh, our, 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 we're tried in the public media and the white cracker beast murder is defended in their criminal criminal justice system. That's when all they shit come out to counter the eyewitness testimony. I mean, you're right there. By the time you tell the media everything you done seen, by the time the grand jury comes, that shit is used and twisted against you. They're going to find, well, you know, they're going to betray, betray us as being illiterate. Then they're going to, well, this, they had a, a criminal past, a, a boom, boom, bang, all kind of shit. Yeah. And then Steve Coakley show in, in the murder Tupac, soon as that eyewitness, as soon as that brother told his testimony, how many days later was he found dead? Mm-hmm. The Coke showed that a lot of that, that they had a lot of people, uh, eyewitnesses, and the laws turned around and came out and said there was not no, not one witness. <laughs> and, and who was that uh, uh, pig, by the way? Wasn't that pig a brother? Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, excuse me, a trader, a mal, a mal kite. Let me let me get it right. Now I would like to see that. I would like to see. I, I haven't seen that one, Sister Camille. I would like to see that. I would like to see see probably anything he got to say on. Uh, he he's he, he's. A, I will listen to him doing an assessment on that. You know, on 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 because he's good at following uh trails, money trails. And interest trails. He good. He good at following, and he know politics. So he know how money and politics intertwine. And then he knows. See, whistleblowers go to the public. Whistleblowers are Europeans. Whistleblowers can go to the public and get sort of a public protection through scrutiny because they appeal to the public. If you public enemy number one via black man America, the media don't. You see the point? Okay, okay. Okay, let me give give y'all a visual. Let me give you a visual. Larry fucking Davis, New York City, right? Had the whole fucking town, one of the most dirtiest cops in America. Motherfucking New York Police Department got motherfucking police than small nations have armed, right? When they finally got that brother and he was in the house, who'd he call? He called the feds. Why? Because Europeans have a chain of command that they want the public to see as being valuable or valor or credible. So he knows that the FBI oversees the police and conduct, right? So he called an FBI agent down there, and he wouldn't turn himself in to the police. Do y'all remember that? Then he called the news. So if they gunned him down, you see the point? 
Yeah, he will be. He clearly surrendered. He clearly surrendered. He knew how to use that shit. This brother was like 19, 20 years old. Watch the Larry Davis. Shot by 896 police. Y'all remember that shit? I say, because when they finally did get him in prison, uh, if I remember correctly, the correction officers beat the brother so bad he was in a wheelchair. Damn. Whoa. And then there's the history. I'm watching. I'm watching the shit on 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 on, on, on AZ and, 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 and Alpo and shit. And even AZ said he said, "Nigga, we had to close down spots. No police looking for motherfucker Larry Davis." Feel me? Gave it to their ass. Six, seven, shot them all, you know, a couple of them in the face. Got up out of there. But they were trying to kill him, execution style, but the way he, he conducted himself. Yeah. Feel me? This is how he talking. He said, they were right behind. They looking for me. I'm right behind them. Mm. <laughs> Perry Mason movies and shit like that. Them old movies and shit got some, because the fucking dialogue was better than the fucking in the fucking, uh, see, now these niggas is caught up in action and special effects. Feel me? Yeah. Nigga, you want to watch a, a, a little good nigga? Watch an Albert Hitchhike and, and cock story, and you'll see how crackers, well, crackers considered to be th- th- uh, 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 cinema. Feel me? Y'all remember Albert, uh, 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 I can never, Albert Hitchcock. That was before niggas had cables. <laughs> The Adams family and shit like that. You know what I'm saying? But But go study Larry Davis, man. How he got himself about the situation. He was still fucked up once he got caught in the system, but they couldn't kill a brother on camera. See what I'm saying? Mm Mm-hmm. And if you remember, that was that was the same way. Uh, that was the same way the Pimpers was able to get out of that one out of that one shootout where they was able to come up out of that hole alive. They didn't kill them because they had all the camera, and all the media there. They called the media there. You know what I'm talking about, huh? The random old prank. White boy, white boy can come out after the shootout with his hands up. Negroes had to come out naked. Yeah, yeah. They came out there and they had to come out there naked. Naked. They even had to show that part in the movie, and that's what really happened. That that part was real. He said, oh, nigga, you better strip. They ain't going to yeah. nigga. They, they, you know, and if you sit too long, they may pop you. They, they, they only no reason. You know what I'm saying? No reason. But, you know, how would it look on camera, even if, you know, they ain't gonna say too much about naked, but damn, you shot a naked black man. It was he was clearly naked, Tom. We're gonna have to let you go. You know. Did they say black, black, black cameraman? <laughs> they said when uh when uh Bobby Hutton got killed, they that uh what's called they told him to get naked, and a nigga left his shirt on or something. And the motherfuckers killed him. But listen to the omission from uh, 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 uh who was who was uh Fred Hampton. Listen to when they that cracker 
a Chicago police officer. Listen to after what he said, after what happened, how they ran in there. They said that the Panthers, he came in there and they stopped firing and we told him to stop this after they murdered him. But listen, he talked. That's how they was. That's how they was engaged to one another. That's why the police did him like that. They 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 saw Fred Hampson in the black and white talking on the program. But I'm behind that. He had some accent. He was you know Chicago was rough back then. But you can tell because how the assassination attempt on him. They could have just sent one dude in there to pop him once he came out of the house. But just look how tight the security was. And then look look at the look at the rules of engagement. There was none in terms of you know, coming to the front door, serving them a war because because we'll bust back they, because they knew they would bust back. So they shot. They, they said, well, we're, we're part That's of the room. We'll just shoot through the wall. We'll just shoot through the wall. You feel me? Yeah, because the nigga, Mark, uh, the brother Mark Clark was shot right there at the door. They got damn me. That nigga They ain't, they ain't they ain't getting brothers a chance, man. The queen, the queen, the queen, goddamn me! You know what I'm saying? Back in them days, the queen was busting back too. Shit, right, right along with. Mhm. I think I heard the story. Oh, say they did they did a little uh uh scientific run, right? On first time shooters. Who's the best first time shooter, male or female? Females are the best shooters because statistics this was the this was the study show. They showed that while men tend more to aim and miss the target, women pointed the gun. I mean, bullets go in a straight line, right? The best way to hit a target is just to point at it, right? Mm-hmm. So in terms of first-time shooting and effectiveness, if you if, if it's life-threatening situation and, and, and if it's a man or, 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 or a woman struggling for the gun and the woman gets the gun, she's going to hit the target. Because she's going to point that motherfucker. She know she may not know the mechanics or how it works. If it's semi-automatic or a revolver, but in terms of how to, you know, well, how to use it, you know, other than pulling, she's going to point the gun and she's going to shoot that motherfucker. She's going to hit her target. And the show, you know, the racism of this society. The Black Panthers never went out. And lynched white people, shot them randomly, you know, uh, burned them to a stake. You got the Ku Klux Klan that has done all of this, and this racist government has never shut them down. Not one time. No, uh, tell Pro kicking down their door while they sleeping in the bed and shooting them, kill them. None of that. So it's all one and the same in terms of this cracker beast. Because that right there says everything. You're killing young African people out here that's trying to feed the babies, keep the elderly safe, protect the community from police brutality. That continuation from the brutality since we got here. And they're murdered. They're uh, set up. 
100 years prison terms, life, nothing, nothing for the Klan, all the goddamn lynchings, just the ones that are recorded. Man. Just like with the Tulsa thing, they said it was a mass grave. Not one, not one white boy in the whole city, goddamn, came up on any charges. Still to this day, and they know for a fact what happened. Mm-hmm. A shame. That's that bullshit. But you know what I'm saying? I got <clears throat> I got the week past sanctuary with with so many pictures uh, of you know what I'm saying, crackers smiling, cheesing, you know what I'm saying, the original photo bombers, you know what I'm saying? Photo bomb in the picture, you know what I'm saying, with a nigga in the back roasting. Mm-hmm. And, and one of the reasons why I will forever honor, love, and respect the African warrior general scholar, Dr. Khalid Muhammad, for putting that out on Front Street, on Donahue, at the Black Holocaust that was recorded by C-SPAN, you know, for putting that out there. I'm listening to Professor William Mackey today dealing with the history of uh, the NAACP, and he's telling about uh, the lynching that was going on during that time period. You know, they uh, it was 1909, uh, April 27th, when in Niagara Falls, uh, uh, so-called uh, liberal crackerbees, Jews, uh, and, and uh, the boys uh, have this conference uh, uh, to uh, set up an organization uh, to help uh, you know, to shield our people from the shit. Well, they wasn't. That wasn't their intentions. You know, when you listen to the history of the formation of the NAACP. But the thing why I'm bringing this up because he mentioned about the lynching and how, because he had spent 25 years studying this, and how he had never came across across the case where after we were lynched, tortured, you know, or, or settled or, or, or burned alive, that there wasn't sexual mutilation that occurred. Even to a 15-year-old African queen. Damn. And it's just, come here. I've been, I've been uh, looking up that fact, and and I've been asking old people this, and they've been looking at me, and before they even say, no, it's not true, they just look amazed. I'm like, do you know? In America, not one black woman has ever been, not one white woman, not one white man has ever been convicted of raping a black woman. They looked at me like, you're lying. This sister told me, bro. Look it up. And I learned that from Barbara Maddox. I had to look it up. And after the Tawana Brawley, you had the case of the sister that had a learning disability in Virginia. It was either Virginia or West Virginia. And she thinking these cracker beasts are her friends. And they rape her. Nobody goes to jail. 
went back, they blamed her. See, now that's a whole show in itself right there. Because now we got to, let's analyze what the statistics saying that the average rape is then. Because rape numbers are up, right? You can't help but see that shit on TV. I mean, I you know, every time a nigga glance up, you know, some motherfucking little pedophiles hanging around some school or something, you know what I'm saying? So rape must be up there. How many motherfuckers? That's that needs to be, you know, key. And that's really for black women that really start looking at black women who think, you know, the ones who are not in line like the queens on the line, but the ones who are serving the enemy. They really need to examine that, you know what I'm saying? That could be cause for them to really, you know, everybody need some propaganda to have them shift, you know what I'm saying? That could, that could put a bug in some motherfuckers here who didn't know that, you know what I'm saying? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, you thought the motherfucking system was very uh, supporting and very equal. Then you got the recent case of the sister that worked with the Action National or the National Action Network, who was raped, according to her, when she went to the hospital, didn't know she was raped because she kept bleeding after she attended a party with Sharpton's Cracker Beast uh, civil rights, and I mean civil, like the metal. Uh, lawyer uh, Rubenstein, Sanford Rubenstein, Rubenstein. She wakes up in his apartment. She goes there. You got all kind of big cracker beast uh, political there. Cuomo or uh, the mayor. Uh, what's the motherfucking cracker beast mayor? And shame on that. I don't even know if I could call her sister. That's married to him. You know, like the brother said, when you realize that no cracker beast has ever went to prison for raping a black woman. I don't know how, as a black woman, you can lay with one. I don't know how you can do it. But this sister wakes up from a drug state, and she gets tested. She was slipped something. No charges are being brought up against them. That was last year, if memory serves correct. The beginning of this year. Mm-hmm. Now that means that the substance to prove someone a rape is 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 through credibility, right? My word against yours, right? And for a black woman to dare tarnish the reputation of a prominent taxpaying cracker. It's harder to tarnish his false reputation of being honorable, citizen, and taxpayer when really he's homicidal. You, you see what I'm saying? That's crazy. That means that the, that, that, that the crime only serves certain people, mainly Negroes. Rape is, rape is a charge by white men that black men are supposed to have done to white women. Obviously, right. Because the only ones charged with rape are black men, right? Mm-hmm. Even when they don't white do it. people, the so white people don't commit acts of rape. That's gay. That's what they telling you. Uh, Brother Bourne, when was uh, Bob Maddox on speaking on that? Was that on Black Power Block or Feet on the Ground? Hold on, hold on. Say that again. When, when he was what? When uh, Bob Maddox was speaking on the sister that got raped after attending a, a party. 
with Sharpton, uh, his crackly beef lawyer, who she wakes up. In fact, she wakes up and finds him on top of her. What's that? I don't know. Sister that might have been on that Sunday. It might be on our. That might be on on our show. We have to, I have to check the archive. It might be on our show though. It might be on this. It might be on the show on the ground joint. I don't know if it was on the black power block. I have to. I have to look and see. And then let's not forget the case of the maid, the sister, who was made in a hotel, raped by this wealthy uh uh. Cracker beef things was from out of France. I'm not for sure where he was from. And that was swept under the rug. She's crazy. She made it up. But you know, the ultimate violation was Sister Tawana Brawley. You know, at fifteen, kidnapped, gang raped, tortured for at least three days. Left for dead. She wasn't supposed to survive. And then, yeah, then let's look at the history of relationships between blacks and Europe, between African people and crackers, right? Who was raping who first? Hmm. So how was it so hard? You know, you see the point I'm making? How was it so hard to an individual to fathom the idea that a cracker... You know, first, because first thing, this, I, this is what I'm thinking. First thing they go, they say when a sister will do that is, why would he want to rape you? Yeah, you guys, you guys remember, we got to remember this though. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, man. No, 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 that's all I'm saying. But that's that's the kind of feel that you know. Why would why, why would why would this white man want to rape you? You're a black woman. Yeah, exactly. Now that goes all. Well, well, Mr. Rossan go along with with the thought of who created the laws. You know, and um, the laws is Jews. The Jews is the lawyers. The Jews is the goddamn judges. They're creating the goddamn context for the law. And inside their law, they, they religious law, they can't rape. There's no such thing as a Jew or a man like raping, like a uh, 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 a uh, goyim, a bar, uh, you know what I mean? A slave. You know what I'm saying? There's no such thing. Like you can't rape. Like they, like it's not illegal because it's not a crime. Like they don't even consider it. They don't. They don't even consider it having sex. It's just some shit that just you know it's beyond. It's beyond what they feel like is the scope of the law. So they you can't write laws against that. You know what I mean, that's how they carry that shit out. Right, because we was property. They can do and and cracker law say they can do what they property what they see fit. Well, yeah, what they see fit. Yeah. And so with them, and so with us up under their law, that's who the fuck. That's how the fuck they treat us. But we just don't be understanding that they can't suck and treat. They don't give a fuck that we don't believe. You know, they don't care that we don't believe like them. They they like yo. It don't make no difference if you don't believe what we believe. We still gonna use this shit against you. You know, and the sanity of it, all the violation that they did of the African woman, once we had a change, they miraculously stopped. Not one case. 
where a cracker beast is convicted for rape of an African woman? Come on now. But we got the mythology, the lie of the black male rapist. Projection. Along, along with the black woman as a whole projection. Because person is said, why would he want to rape you? He just pay you off. This white man want to rape you. It, it, you know, it gives the idea that he could just pay her off. Or to some extent, you understand the point I'm making? To just permit you. I say, because that, that is the lie that they had of the African woman. She's a sexual beast. Mm-hmm. And a, she's a sexual animal. Yeah, they think the black men, sexual animals. Yeah. They can't get enough. Yeah, look at, look at those oversized on sexual organs. Yo, look at look at our oversized, look at the buttocks protruding, breasts everywhere, thighs looking like this and that. Look at this. See, she made me have sex with him. Just like the dog, just like the dolphin. <laughs> you know, and, and it's really sick fucking shit. It's really sick, and and that's why, you know, I'm grateful to the family on feet on the ground for putting out that African-centered information and propaganda, you know. And to show that they are sexual monsters, as Professor Mackey, through his research, showed, there was not not one case, reported cases of lynching, where the African, whether male or female, was sexually mutilated. Your sexual organs were used as trophies. For the white cracker beast who lie and say that she was raped by a black man, she was, nine times out of ten, it was given to her as a trophy. And the cracker beast bitch took it. That might be where the first dildo come from. Because we know the cracker beast, he got that Vienna sausage shit. You know, that that is really the average size. If, if there's a cracker beast with a decent size, he must have been breastfed by a black woman. Shit is sad, man. Shit break a nigga heart for real, man. Brother Tim, I was almost, I was, I had to fight back to tears uh, listening to this uh, lecture. I haven't finished the whole thing because I got stuck after he told the story of Willie McGee, 1945 falsely accused of raping a cracker beast bitch that he was sleeping with and, you know, uh the Africans in this town told him he shouldn't be doing that, you know, because of how we're treated and shit like that. 
He move away. The cracker beast bitch come and find him and tell him he coming back or else. Bitch go and claim, go to the sheriff's, say he raped her. While she on trial, took three weeks for them to try him, convict him, and sentence him to execution, death by execution. On the stand, she says he came through the window uh, and had sex with her, right? Raped her, right? Her husband's in the next room. She was one, the only question that his defense lawyer was able to ask her was, well, if your husband's in the next room, why didn't you scream? You know what the cracker beast bitch had to notice her? Because her baby had a fever and she didn't want to wake her baby up. Mm-hmm. Professor Mackey and, and members of the NAACP, uh, the Willie Gee defense is what they set up. They raised $300,000 and kept him alive for four years, and then he was executed. Well, say like five years, because he was executed in 1951. Damn, she lived and he was executed? He was executed. See? Even though the town knew that, and through their research, and even though the, and the judge said, according to Professor um. Professor William Mackey that he knew that Willie McGee was innocent, but it didn't matter because the all-white jury had convicted him. And remember now, his defense was only allowed to ask her one question. But through their own investigation, they found out that they had been sleeping together. He moved away, and the cracker beast bitch hunting it down. See, that was his crime right there. That's another thing. And as a black man, I, I, well, I could never get into sleeping with, 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 with white women and shit like that because, you know, it would seem like they were, you know, white bitches would be like, they, you know, they think they, they, would, they would feel like they're doing you a favor. I'm bringing your status up, man, Carol. You're fucking with me. I'm, I'm civilizing you. I couldn't deal with that type of shit. You know what I mean? I really couldn't. <laughs> and then, you know, a nigga couldn't, you know, I need a female, you know, a sister that think like me. You know, you got a white girl, man, you know, the police come to the door, she's going to let him right in. You know, you're like, I didn't know. You know, the sister, she going to answer the door like you, hello? No, he ain't here. He ain't here. And they, <laughs> he ain't here right now. You know what I'm saying? I, you know, so a lot of brothers who take that route, man, they, you know, they really... They really get what they're asking for in terms of getting bit because they so much caught in their individual experience that they forget that you're dealing with an individual. It's not, you know, your people won't have a problem with her. It's her people. They function, racism function for them is a group thing. Like, 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 like the judge's power in that case didn't supersede the hate of the lynch mob, right? I shame. Because even if he was judged by a jury, a white jury, deaf, the judge oversees sentence, right? He could have said, I'm sending you 30 years of life, boy, in Mississippi. You know what I'm saying? Death? That's, see, that's the power of the lynch mob. So we know that the hate of white supremacy supersedes the law. We understand that. We understand why we shouldn't even look up state law. Shame. I tell you, many, many of the stories, man, that I read, man, talk about, you know what I'm saying, when the... Soon as the man, soon as the black man would get accused, 
the lynch mob raiding the damn jail. They going in there getting a nigga out there. I heard one story where the jail was. I was reading about one story. Man, I wish I had my book here with me, man. But you know what I'm saying? They said the jail was on the second story. The court was on the first story. The nigga, the nigga got uh, he got he got uh, not convicted, but he got uh, accused in court early that day. They put him in jail <clears throat> upstairs. The lynch mob come. <clears throat> Goddamn me! Ain't no telling how they get the key, but they get the key. Get this nigga up out of the cell. Throw the nigga. Throw the, throw the nigga. Out of the goddamn window to the to the crowd below. You know what I'm saying? Crowd below get him and, and, and drag him about two, three miles by his ankles on his way to go and get home. Savage. We could see this go back to they they have a hunter mentality. They just, you know, their mentality function, they, just like they may want to go hunting for, for, you know, for game. They do this shit for sport, not to eat the meat, just to kill something. That's the, that's the same mentality that they have to this very day, you know. As a group, you know, let's go out and let's go hang, let's go nigger. That's how they function. Yep. They don't need no real reason. They don't need no real target. But see, that mentality for them, okay, let's, let's, let's put a positive twist to it. For us, it's not how many we kill, it's which one we kill. Because they peck in order, it's so much, you know, they enforce racism on us, but it's even a more stricter peck in order among Europeans. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> That's just, you know, so, you know, we'll be more effective by killing, you know, specific white targets than going out. You, you see what I'm saying? They'll be more deadly because what? They're not producing. And the white men that they have in power, the, there's very few, Chris, there's more black, poor, charismatic people than there are white charismatic people. You understand the point I'm making? It's not what cracker we kill. It's not how many crackers we kill. It's what cracker we kill. Mm-hmm. They got to kill us all. That's why they ain't blown this planet up yet. They couldn't take the chance on wiping out all white people and everybody else with the small percentage of black people living on this planet because they know they know our survival. When they blow it up, nothing will be left. They can't take a chance. <laughs> you know. And if you do, push the button, motherfucker. Push it. We ain't scared. Push that motherfucker. What you waiting on? See, small guns do more killing than any other bomb creating history. I read this in a jewel. A jewel poker wrote this article. She put this video together, and she put in there as small arms. I think it's down to like the minutes on type of, you know, each person is dying every minute from a small gun. More people have died from small guns like, you know, 
guns, grenades, and, you know, small arms than any other atom bomb. So the biggest myth is, the big, you know, it's big money in small arms. You see what I'm saying? It's easier to promote Cold War. What's a Cold War? A war that don't involve any gunshot being, you know, shot like on, on national soil. So in Europe, the Russia and America, Cold War. They use their colonies to fight the wars. To give you a visual, who did America send? Who, what was the greatest basketball dream team in history? Who was in the team, y'all? Michael Jordan, Magic Johnson. That's how, that's the same idea they're going to do for the dream team. That's the same way they're going to have their military outfit. We'll get my best niggas. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Yep. See? <laughs> That's why Hitler was so crucial. He was the last, that was the last all-white empire, y'all. Everybody in the army was white. You hear what I'm saying? Russia got one still, but Russia got a, a percentage of us over there, too. This is all the way to the Civil War. Y'all remember the movie Glory? Yeah. We was up in there. When we stop going to their school, when we stop sending our children, our, 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 our future, we send adults. Yeah, you know, they institutions, but the adults already going to be what they are, Africans, you know. Then they went there They went there to learn something from another country, that type of shit, you know. They know the politics behind it. But to send our youth, our young babies, to their school, and don't send our young men and women to their to they armies, they're going to start paying attention to us. Then, hey, wait, 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 you got my attention, buddy. What do you want? What do you want? What do your people want? You want guys? Want, you guys want all of Texas? You guys want the whole South region? You guys want that? We'll give it to you. You're going to have to give us some, we get, you know. And you'll see how things work. It's in generations. You come back talking, delegating to the chief. Like, what happened at the meeting? They said that they'll give us, listen to the property, listen to the shit now. And tell me if y'all would take it. This is, I'm just hypothetically speaking. They say they'll give us all down south, Florida, Alabama, Georgia, Mississippi, all the way to Texas. But they won't. Four generations. Oh, got to go to school and got to go to a war. Oh, that's a no deal. I'm under the Dr. Khalid Muhammad uh, 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 doctrine. Kill them all. Like pal. Gosh, I well, you want no smart, y'all want no, y'all smart colors. <laughs> I we don't, we don't, we don't look for you smart colors. We go, we go, we gonna create us a, uh, uh, <laughs> that's what's going on in Africa right now, y'all, feel me? What I'm gonna say, the smart army niggas, they ain't gonna be able to, they will move them out. Y'all some smart army ass niggas. I think it's too much over here. 
and I, you know, I, I want to go back to what we were talking about the the the, the um, psychology. You know, I I don't see no. It would it would really take something monumental for my people that are still severely psychologically enslaved to uh, answer the call of collecting that blood debt. And what what made me think of that was when I was dealing, um, studying and watching some things on Marcus Garvey, and what came up was the Red Summer. That's when Cracker Beast were, you know, going around killing us at will, right? And uh, this took place from July 28th, right, 1914, to at least 1918. Now, I'm bringing up 1918 to November 11th, 1918, right? Because when I'm hearing the time period, when it was talking about the riots that was taking place, in the Midwest states where uh, Cracker Beasts were slaughtering our people at will, um, it had me thinking because I couldn't remember where World War One had ended. So I had to look World War One up, right? World War One ends uh, 1918. So we got men coming back here only to come back and have their people being slaughtered by gangs of cowardly cracker beasts, but you did not see those that had got that military training come back and put it on a cracker. Uh, you only had the only had the few. That's what was well, matter of fact, Robert 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 Williams and them were the defense of defense and them. It wasn't. What way did they come about? We had a few, just a few brothers who came out with some type of fight. They didn't start. They didn't start giving. They didn't start giving brothers arms until World War Two, y'all. Negroes that was in the war. That's what I'm saying. They wasn't giving us guns. They we was relay runners and shit like that, and medical staff. But they didn't start giving us guns to World War Two, that you know, and that was and very limited. I think that every war that that America has fought in, man, with niggas that went to to go fight in it, when they came back, the situation being worse, man, the, they came back to a more fucked up uh, situation than when they left, thinking they was gonna be able to go and make it better. You know what I'm saying? We see it happening right now. You know what I'm saying? We see it happening right now. Right, but these brothers, they, they got some training. My point being is that if you are still mentally asleep, I don't give a fuck how much training you got. You, you, you're not going to uh, use yeah. that on the enemy. You're not going to come back and train the babies, get them prepared. You, you're not. We haven't seen it happen, in, uh, Brother Born. Just for the record, the Deacons of Defense... Uh, it's approximately uh, 1964. Damn. All right. Well, I was waiting on. Yeah, that's the whole deal. Oh, that's why only 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 certain motherfucking select can go. You gotta pass a, a psychological evaluation. <laughs> you, you you mind strong, you know. 
If you that, that basically they gonna make sure that you soft on their ideology. You know what I mean? Kind of soft, man. We can get him. You know, we can condition him a lot better. He 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 came to the he came to the system. You know, with the half with the empty cup. You know, if you come in there a little half full, it's kind of hard to program. You know, that's anything. But 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 right with that aspect, that I don't think that the radicalism didn't start really till after. Shit, Vietnam. But look what's happened after Vietnam. Shit. <laughs> a lot of motherfucking the, the civil rights movement. You know, America will never, will never go to war again like that with they, with they civil shit out of order. You know what I'm trying to say? That's why they fucked up in the 60s. They was in a war internationally, and they had a civil rights movement in place. So the only way we can do this is we're going to have to integrate this shit. We're going to have integration. That way, you know... <laughs> You buy us some time to dissolve their movement. And, you know, too, King, our people were still under the fallacy that there were some good white people. Still are now. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Bistro <laughs> actually said this shit. There's some good white people. What the fuck you say that? Only, only, only a, a, a judge can say that, or, you know. But, but I say this: that that applies to individuals. But when it comes to Europeans, I, I don't even like using the word good or bad. I use, you know, some of them are tolerable and some that aren't tolerable. But good is not in their nature. They may be tolerable. They may smile and wink and act liberal and stuff like that. But I test the weight when they get around their people. History shows when we get around our people, and they anybody come around our people, it's love. This is history. You're gonna get love treated. In fact, we want to bring you to our people. If you if they bring you to their people, it's before they let your ass, or they sizing you up, or they may just bring one of you. They can tolerate one of us, a couple of us, but not yeah. They function as a group, man. A mob, a lynch mob. Function is a group. That's group mindedness. That's being that that's in their subconscious. That savagery is in their subconscious. Before they was doing that shit to us, they was doing shit to each other. They like to purge on weak. They like they create every society Europeans have had. They always had an scapegoat, and the scapegoat always received that type of treatment. Now, if your history, we talking about let's let's get into European history for a minute so we can understand these crackers, right? Now, if your history of being a Slav or Eastern European was that at one point in history, your people was the scapegoat. And the scapegoat has to find some Lord in itself, right? So they was the scapegoat. They, they found a Lord a scapegoat. And when you understand that mentality, when they all came over here and they said, well, who's the scapegoat here? And you don't have to ask in America because they made it visual. Because it's color, it's race, so you don't have to ask. So they can they can join in on that. Why? Because it's easier to do it to that escape goat, but I don't have to find one. Because that's the one that was that's that's the the, the best one here. That's that's the beauty of America. You see what I'm saying? They, okay, they they try to use the oh, the Latinos catch it bad too. Oh, no, they don't. Because black people only got one category, black or African. That's one on the application. 
They got white Latinos now. See what I'm saying? So we, you know, we need to just, you know, be mindful of what's really, what's really, really engaging right now with these Europeans because they, they'll make, a, they'll make a certain ethnic group white, but the psychology of European history is always needed an scapegoat, and the scapegoat has always been the, the, the you know, the, the purge. So once upon a time ago, they was lynching Irish. I'm not saying, you know, what I'm saying when they came to us, it was, it was, we caught all of the slack of all savage. Europeans, because all of them was in, in the slave trade, and all the ones who wasn't in power was once slaves among their own people. Am I making sense, y'all? Mm-hmm. So they know their history. So before they'll go back to being that scapegoat, they'll 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 use they'll they'll they'll, they'll bang on us. Shake, and you know they use that lack of melanin. As a means of unifying, that's why I will not, I will never let a cracker beast uh, let go of the racial classifications that they created to use against us. Because we're gonna flip it now and use it against y'all. If you ain't African, you ain't got no melanin. You the motherfucking enemy. I don't want to hear race don't exist. You created it. Now you're gonna live by it. Uh, excuse me, you're going to die by it. Let me get my shit right. Mm-hmm. Black power. And you know the brother's on point because the cracky beast Spaniards that are called Spaniards they had enslaved the cracker beasts that are called Dutch now, you know, for a hundred a hundred years before the Dutch and and while during the Dutch coming to capture, kidnap us and enslave us in what they call the New World. You know, the arrogance of the cracker beasts. This shit been here before y'all was here. But you gonna call it the New World. Like it's another planet. Listen, okay, okay. Now, that that's a good, interesting connection right there. Very interesting. Spaniards enslaving Dutch. Both of them got strong Jewish connections. <laughs> so you see, see, Eastern Europeans know slavery. We talking about gypsies. That's 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 European for that was the that's the first ne- uh, uh, derogatory that's the first nigger in, in terms of the derogatory term that, that, that's a European term for that term. It only applied to so that, that was that was the European scapegoat, the social scapegoat. And so, in order to get the scapegoat off them, they had to create some. Now let's let, look at the the, the Spaniards. When did the Spaniards get into slavery? We know that history tells us what the 15th century, late 15th century, no, no, no 16th, uh, 14. Let's be, be precise. 1491, Four, 1450. Though the Portuguese already in, right? 
The Portuguese oh. enslaved the Dutch too, weren't they, Sister Camille? One more Dutch in time of history, though. They were Germanic tribes. I don't see no difference between the Spaniards and the Portuguese. You know, they were Sephardic Jews. And when you look at the, the, the structure for how they got their shit up, who's who's number one, the Sephardi? Then who's number two, the uh, Akhenazi, if I'm pronouncing that right, right? Uh-huh. That's the Western, that's the Western, Germanic, Western European. Uh-huh. And then the low level are the we Eastern European Jews. Did you peep that out? You just you just made that connection, but we'll listen to the, the wordplay. You said that the Spaniards were enslaving the who? The Dutch, right? Mm-hmm. Most of the Agonassian Jews are Dutch, right? Or, or, or Germanic, Germanic, right? Because okay. I like, they're no different, right? That's, that, mm-hmm. I think that's what the split, you just broke down the split. I think that the Fafatim were calling themselves better because they was, like you said, enslaving their ass at one time in history. <laughs> Just broke that down. You see, you see how you made that connection. And then you know the Sephardi felt like they had to, they had to fucking um, religion longer. They know who the fuck them, them guys, them, the, the, you know, like even though the uh, Sephardi is 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 made up also, they also are made up Jew, but they was carrying it longer. You know, same way like how you give your you give your religion to the people you slaving. Mm-hmm. I say, and they would have, as Dr. Clark say, uh, being in control of the mind sciences, talking about those African Melkites that came over there, you know, and brought civilization there. These are the motherfuckers that betrayed them. These are the motherfuckers when that bitch, uh, Ferdinand II, and what was that bitch name? Isabella. Mm-hmm. When they brought the smack down, these motherfuckers switched their names from Jewish names to Catholic-sounding names, mm-hmm. Christian-sounding names, and turned on those Africans who made them the chairs of the mind sciences. As the, I love when Dr. Clark speaks on that. Yeah, so we need to understand European dynamics so we see and we'll understand why they all come together so hard on us. Because if they was to all go back to Europe, it would be savagery. Because they, they only are unified because they agree on us. Uh-huh. When we come back in power, see, see, the same reality that they're giving on us, how we so divided among ourselves, can't seem to unify our power. It's going to be the same effect, but see, we don't, our our existence doesn't need to solely be on that. Now it does, because they've created this, they've, they've been fucking with the planet now. You know what I'm saying? Because we've been, we, we were here before them motherfuckers was here. There was a time when they weren't even here. But the time that they've been here, they've been like, focused on to us. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Clinging, getting a little crumb here and there. And then enslaving us, you know what I'm saying, to some extent. So that's that you know, that's important to analyze in terms of first knowing how old we are. And then how young they are. And then understanding that damn, if they were to go back to Europe, they would be fighting among each other 
you know, and this is before we didn't have, they put that mentality that they had before they met us and us now. That was good. Ashay. And while they operate as a group, they have fed us the propaganda, the lie that we are separate people, you know. Individual. Yeah, you know. Individualism. What's the reason of being a group? Individually, you can have it all. Not knowing that they like said they should up on group economics, group everything. Everything they should is group politics, group everything. Tell us, hell no, you don't need no group. You can do it all by yourself. Don't bring nobody with you. You're going to go down. <laughs> well, they got every goddamn, every one of them Jacobs, Abrahams, all of them, all together. I say, you know, uh, the 43rd president showing proof that you, you could be dumb as, dumb as fucking rock. All you got to do is have a name. You can go in any university, you know, get any position and work for any corporation, all that shit. <laughs> what, <laughs> all you got to do is be a good goyim. Just be a good goyim, we can use you somewhere, man. And, and this motherfucker, y'all listen. I thought that Goyim really applied to black people. I thought that was a word that applied to black people. I knew Swatsa was. But I realized that Goyim don't even apply to black people. This applies to the cracker. These motherfuckers ain't even... Listen, this is where I'm telling you, look, look, we got, hey, y'all, as black people, we got, we got a chance to beat these motherfuckers. And, and I know we can win, but I'm saying that we got a chance to beat them because they ain't even they ain't even planning for us to beat them. They looking at white people like they gonna come up and try to get them. They thinking that look these these goddamn this 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 gruntle goddamn uh, white Anglo-Saxons they they might come after us. You know what I'm saying? But they not nobody is believing that we can win. Nobody ain't putting it in their mind that black people gonna do nothing. I'm telling you, so this, we got to be in a perfect position because nobody's looking out for looking uh, looking out to see if we bring them the motherfucking onslaught. Like power. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They think we're gonna kill each other. Oh, they think we are. They just gonna keep doing it to themselves. Ain't going. We ain't got to worry about them. And then anyone that do survive, all they're going to do is just let us lead them. Because that's what they do. But I, I, I start to see that that's the dynamic, that they really, it's the, and, and, you know, they don't like other, they don't like their other white brethren. <laughs> they white cousins, and they really want to create a situation to have a white cousins turn black. 
So they would have, they'd rather have the white people looking black. Because if the white people look black, then they don't have no problem with claiming the superior race. We the white race. We superior. As long as there ain't nobody else white like them, then they got it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. All you got to do is watch Telemundo and see that. Mm-hmm. Spanish-speaking white people. We don't, they just want they want to make sure they, they mix them down. they like, uh, they jokers just mix in well enough. We'll never, we'll never have to worry about who the superior race. We'll have only two. We'll have people who got color, and then we'll have us, the white people. And all y'all motherfuckers ain't white. We for sure on this now. Y'all ain't God chosen people. Oh shit! I put this shit on the charger. Your phone about to die like a motherfucker. Mhm. And you know it's funny you bring up uh, colleagues because uh, doing the uh, soccer Zulu um, show that we did, you know, I had to do some study on that. And came to find out that in South Africa, uh, colored referred to uh, the offspring of the cracker bees were the African woman. And mm-hmm. then it had me thinking of NAACP, you know, the colored part in that uh, title. And when you think about W.E. Du Bois, and, and if you can, anybody remember what he looked like, it had me thinking that that organization started by Cracker Beast Jews, Small Hats, wasn't for the advancement of black people. (laughs) It was for the advancement of the offspring of Cracker Beast rape against the African woman. That talented 10%, as they called them using W.E. Du Bois uh, terminology there for that. But when you look at him, you know what I'm saying? And that was something that Professor William Mackey brought up. Like, if it was real, why wouldn't it be about uh, the protection of black people? Why wouldn't that be in the name of that organization? But it wasn't for that. You know, it's to make sure that they have their boule in place. I say he definitely wasn't down for a uh, pan Africanism because they was talking bad about Garvey. Didn't want to all. Not only talking about him, but bad about him, but helped get him deported. I say, Queen Brother, I couldn't hear hear you. He said he um he helped get Garvey deported. 
Ashe, and Philip A. Randolph was a part of that, too. Now, when you look at Garvey, he's highly melanated. When you look at W.E. Du Bois, even though, you know, I've read this up from um, Souls of Black Folks, you know, and they did a good job. Sorry, King. Oh, no, excuse me. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Now, you know, that was a very interesting point that you made about that color, though. Yeah. Because now I can really see that because the Jews, they really were in the, they were really in it because the Jews like to play like philanthropists. They have, they, they have something inside of their religious thing that look at black people like black people can't help themselves. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, we just, we just really idiots. And so they got to do something to help us out. Hey, you know what else, bro? Before, before the NAACP, color wasn't even a, 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 a normal term, you know what I'm saying, for, for niggas. It was Negro. It was Negro. It wasn't, you know what I'm saying? Before the color wasn't even... So, so they go right with what she's saying. They wasn't meaning color for us. They was meaning color by that by that definition. Yeah. You see how when you study history, all that shit start coming together. <laughs> Brother Mikara, I say you ain't lying, cause that, that's what made me make the connection. I'm like, color, wait a minute. Well, colored in South Africa are the offsprings of that bullshit. Then you look at what he looked like. You know what I'm saying? It's like okay. And then when you look at the people that's supposed to be a part of the talented ten, like okay. So you could see why they also came at the Honorable Marcus Garvey. That self-hatred all up in him. All up in him. Marcus Garvey was beautifully black. It wasn't E.W. Boyce Boyce that wrote a poem about the beautiful black African queen. It was Marcus Garvey. And none of them was talking about putting the army together. So God put a storm like that. Really, shit ain't gonna play this. Queen, I want the uh, 
make a statement on, on what you were speaking on earlier, man. Them brothers that was coming back from that from that uh war, right? You said eighteen eighteen? Nineteen eighteen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nineteen eighteen, I'm sorry. Okay. Now you know they consider the time period I think it's from eighteen eighty to nineteen twenty. Something like that. It's it's some somewhere in there. they consider that to be the lowest I think they call it the nadir, the nadir. Have you heard that term before? No king. Uh-uh. They called that like the nadir of, of black folks. Saying like that was like our lowest point. You know what I'm saying? Where it was the most killings, the the uh the most uh lynching, the most um you know what I'm saying, rapes of our women's mm-hmm. uh they caught it. So so I was just it just made me think when you said that they coming home in nineteen eighteen and they still you know what I'm saying? They, they, it wasn't like they was blind. To, that shit had been going on. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you got the thing. Like, I know I got great uncles and shit. Great, great uncles that fought in World War One, right? And I only, you know that from going to the cemetery when we went down south, right? But when you think about it, like, how come my great great uncle, my great uncle, yeah, great great uncle, how could they fight in that shit? Mm-hmm. But then I got to go, then go back to the, the damn what they call the Civil War. I mean, or maybe they didn't have choice, you know. It's like, yo, man. But it just showed that until the mind is right, yo, and that's what we got to work on. The Packers was promising niggas freedom if they'll fight for them. You had the Americans promising freedom on one side, and then Britain telling them niggas that you come fight for us, you be we'll free you on this side. But, you know, you're saying that eighteen eighty to ninety. My bad, my bad. Oh my, go ahead, go ahead, bro. I'll go to start. Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, both of them goddamn crackers lied. Mm-hmm. That's all I was going to say, though, bro. Now, we're going to say 1880 to 19, uh, 20, though, in that same period where they, where we hit, we were receiving some of the um, most, most uh, outrageous uh, violence against us, was that was our greatest growth period. So the reason why, see, this is what I'm saying, like, y'all, like, we we got to see why we was being attacked. We was being attacked because of our economic prosperity during that time. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. the small, this is why manipulation of media and all that shit is always important. That's why, that's why one of the things about us talking about how media control the masses and shit like that is important because it was how the Jews spent who we were and what was going on with us and made the whole context for everybody here, look, man, we got to, we're going to have to get down on these savage Africans right here. You know what I'm saying? All because they wasn't getting no money. That's what it was because they could see that we was doing what what any normal motherfucking people would do. We consolidated amongst ourselves. 
oh, y'all don't like us? What did we do? We started doing exactly what the Jews did when they was in different countries. We started to specialize in certain yeah. industries, specialize in them industries and become so good in them industries that other people just had to come to us because yeah. ain't nobody else as good as us in the industry. And that brings, and that monopolizes the fucking industry. It brings all the money to us. It brings other people money to us. And we only spend our money with ourselves. So that shit was just growing and growing and growing. Nobody else was growing. The rest of the country wasn't growing with us. We was growing by ourselves because they was dumping money into our motherfucking system. And and them little goddamn low lights said, wait a motherfucking minute here. These niggas got some other shit going on. They have to put this up. But you speak about, you speaking of that, that, that's what Ida B. Wells was was talking about, her friend. Her friend that got hung, that's what she was talking about. Mm-hmm. Her friend was getting too much money. Was seeing too much money, man. Yeah. They were seeing that white money. They were seeing that white money, and then you, they realized that, look, man, nobody's going to see money. Nobody's going to eat out here. You're not going to eat with these jokers doing this, man. Our whole society going to fall. And the bankers realized that their society was going to fall because we was formulating our own banks. We was consolidating, making our own shit like, no, fuck that. We're loaning each other. We don't need y'all to loan to us. We don't need y'all to do this for us. We do this for ourselves, man. We got it. We, we're making our own capital. We had the ability to formulate our own money. And that's when we was getting to that point. Because once you get to, like, man, when you nation building and the way that we came up out of this, when you nation building, that's where we was going to. We we see that, look, this gold thing ain't working. It ain't going to work. This shit going to collapse. And before we could make sure that our shit was right, they, they came in on us, made sure that they pounded us down, and then they changed the whole system of motherfucking money. Mm-hmm. And that's why I get so aggravated when family members are. Black power to both of y'all, by the way. But that's why I get so aggravated when I hear family members say, you know, uh, we ain't never did nothing, or you know, we 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 ain't capable of of doing for self. Uh, why we still in this position? That shows, as Mr. Mikura like to say, you know, you you have no you don't have no knowledge of your own history, because every time we made a step, these motherfuckers came in as cowardly gangs and literally murdered and destroyed. What we have built for self, we always been self-sufficient. It's not until after that last rampage did they get us, uh, by having us move to these industrialized cities to get away from, what they, well, to the cities, to get away from the lynching and shit, so we thought, but shit was happening here too, up north, what they call up north, that they got us in a position where we are now dependent, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just want to share with the family too, the time period that he's talking about, 1880 to 1920, this is now post-Reconstruction. Mm-hmm. The Reconstruction started, what, about approximately 1867 to approximately 1877 when we had governors, oh, sheriffs, all of this, cracker beasts, ganged, came in, oh, no, pulling people out of the fucking sheriff's office, uh, locking up the Congress doors, all this shit. Yeah. Along with the robbery of farmland. Just taking people's shit. 
and, and you know, we got we got duped. We came into these cities, like you said, the cities was industrialized. We came in, we started to, you know, we started making that money in the factories. We started to reinvest. We started to do it again. We started to do it again. We were in the 50s, the late 50s, 60s. We started to buy the whole community again. We started to own all the stores again. They came in again with a whole other thing. They said, God damn, we can't let them out because there's too many motherfucking television cameras and all this shit right now. What can we do? We can drug them out, drug their ass out, and send this fucking shit up out of here. Send all this manufacturing out of this fucking country. Fuck that. We know that. Send the manufacturing out of here. These things is making too much money. They're going to do the same thing. We can't have this. The labor costing us too much. That's another thing that happened to here in America. Because after a while, they wasn't really thinking about how much black people were getting made. They was, I mean, getting paid. They would think about how much they was paying these crackers. These crackers, you know, they like, God damn, you, you know, motherfuckers own these businesses. These motherfuckers, God damn, we paying these motherfuckers $30 an hour for shit, $25 yeah. an hour. But, man, we can go pick these motherfucking people in Taipei, 10 cents a goddamn day. For the same shit we pay these motherfuckers twenty five, thirty dollars, forty five dollars an hour. Motherfuckers was having jobs and some of these got their car factories get fifty five, sixty dollars an hour. Yeah. Murdering it. Murdering the motherfucking scene. Now I mean this one regular just fifty five dollars an hour. They was murdering it. So you know, you getting this type of fucking money out of these guys there, they motherfuckers wasn't trying they wasn't they was like, Oh fuck that. This ain't gonna work here. They can't do that. Because they realized that the, that that put it to a point where they was losing too much money. They was like, yo, we ain't seeing the same profit that we used to be seeing. They ain't seeing the same profit, so we'll go somewhere else where we can see a better profit. And since that point, they've been sinking the motherfucking country since, well, since the 70s, man. They've been sinking this shit. Slowly but surely, they been going down. And that was another thing that Garvey had talked about. He talked about like when uh you know coming back from that war you know what I'm saying uh do, while the war was going on all them crackers was over there 